0: Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast, I'm Mike.
1: And I am Sam, and I am sure that you cannot get the swine flu by spooning with pigs.
0: (laughs) Well, because uh, you proved it yourself, I'm sure. absolutely. I'm I'm sure you wouldn't just make a statement like that without having, you know, put some thought and research behind it. I am all about
1: finding stuff out. I ask the tough questions.
0: (laughs) That you do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now that uh, Sam actually took the gum out of his mouth, we can start recording. <laughs> God, it's been a little while, but uh, and I'm going to warn everybody, this, this is going to be a long one, we think. Well, listen. We, we got a lot of stuff to cover. We had a lot of fun putting it together, so well, and that's we're going to stick it out
1: there. Yeah, so, I mean, if it's a three-hour episode, you can enjoy it an hour at a time for three times. <laughs> I'm just going to
0: or you can enjoy it 30 minutes at a time for six times that's you know? right or you can do i mean, okay i just i like i liked where you're going with it there's so mm-hmm. many options you can
1: break that down
0: oh yeah i'm on uh i'm on a little bit of a pain pill right now oh. i feeling, feeling pretty good so.
1: feeling better than your last week. oh
0: yeah oh by the way thanks to everybody for uh shooting me their well wishes with uh you know through emails and forms and stuff yeah i had a problem with some uh I wish, it was, I, w- I wish it was in the past tense, but I'm still kind of dealing with a couple of uh, kidney stones, which sucks. I didn't realize how bad these were, and it's something so small and caused such a big problem. But I'm going to live. Everything's fine. I'm sure that uh, you all give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> they do. We have a lot of responses on there. Oh uh, No, I'm, I'm feeling good, though. Uh, we got it. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and just get into it. What, okay, I mean, yeah, do you have, yeah. do you have anything to start out with any topics? Or well, anything I mean, like I have just one thing
1: real quick. I have a ton of six degrees. Oh, okay. Jeez, man. We, yeah, and so we gotta- we'll, we'll get into those, but we got it. Well, we're going to have to, I, it's because I've been opening my big mouth on the podcast. Oh yeah. I got a ton. I ended up doing eight from people and then i had to do one for each of the movies yeah and so i'm gonna have to figure out how we kind of limit those maybe maybe put it up as a discussion and then i do like the top two that people come up with on the forums or i don't know something we got i got to figure out something because i don't know maybe maybe
0: what we should do is uh kind of how we have a contest for every death scene for every episode oh yeah what we could do is we could say okay we could have people say you know uh, if they want to go up there and suggest one, we can start. Okay, well, let's you know choose one or two for every episode. Yep. If that's how it's going to be, you can't spend all your time doing those. You've got. See, I, I've got to tell you, I, I am, I am so excited with what <laughs> Sam has done. This it is. I about died laughing, and I'm excited. So
1: yeah, we've got some good stuff going. Yeah, so trying we, to branch out a little bit. So, so we we
0: want to keep him doing that instead of always doing the six degrees. Because you know what, people, it's not like you're going to waste him. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm I'm edging them. We have a borderline. We've got uh-oh. a border. I will have to talk about it
1: when we get into those. Well,
0: well let's let's get into it. Let's, Should I just let's, do it now? Well, let, let's see. First of all, let's go over the borderline. I mean, is okay. it something you couldn't do? I mean, is it? Crossing well, here's the line? here's the
1: deal. What what happened was is we originally put on there that it had to be something you could get for Netflix, mm-hmm. and they could look at IMDb mm-hmm. because you had said. I mean, there's a lot of obscure stuff out there. Yeah. Well, I I got one from Trash, and it was for Phantom Killers.
0: Your trash has been trying to waste oh, you for a he, while. You
1: know what? And he got me with this one, technically. And, and when I went looking for it, at first, I tried to do the six degrees. I'm like, I can't do it. Really? And I'm like, wait a second. How is it that no one in this movie is in anything else ever? Uh-huh. Well, I did a little research on this movie, and it's a sexploitation film. And they wanted to get past the British censors. So they all pretended like they were from um, oh, Romania. Uh-huh. or Bo- No, I'm sorry. I think, it's, uh, I think it's Poland. I think they all pretend like they were from Poland to get around the censors. So they all change their names. So of it's course. all names just for the movie. Uh-huh. So it's impossible for me to go ahead and get Six Degrees not knowing who these people really are. Uh-huh. So technically, yes, he wasted me. But you can't get it on from Netflix, so I don't know.
0: Well, let's throw it out to you guys. Let us know. Get on the forums. Is, is, uh, are we going to make Sam actually go back in there and, and prove his worthiness? Do some research on that. Do you think you could even do no, that? I, no, I oh, tried okay.
1: looking around. So I mean, if that if that counts as a wasting, then he wasted me on it. I, you know, it doesn't fit the exact parameters. But because I've been talking so much trash over the past couple of weeks about no one's going to kick my ass, <laughs> I kind of feel like I have to give him props for throwing one out there that uh, you know I could not I couldn't do anything with.
0: You know, it's I'm glad that some things would never change. You know, the sun will come up in the morning. Yeah. You know. Sam's mouth will always get him into trouble. (laughs) It hasn't got me
1: arrested yet, but we're still working on that. That is shocking, by
0: the way. (laughs) Shocking. Well... Let's let's get in. Uh, do you want to do you want to do your things now or now? Nah, still later. Like, okay. Let's get into some voicemail. Or, yeah,
2: well,
1: voicemail.
0: let's do some. Uh, let's do feedback. We got a couple of emails. We actually got a lot of emails this week regarding your man on the street, <laughs> which was a hit. Oh, good. So you know that's and that's that's what we need to have you doing instead of doing the six degrees. Oh, okay, thing. all right. Uh, I p- I picked one from Danny Trioxin because uh, it was pretty funny, and uh, I this basically resonated with, throughout all the emails. Mm-hmm. He he put it into a, an email. He's just like, wow, where to start? I can truly say this episode offended the ever-living fuzz out of me. <laughs> Except for if you guys ever listen to the Midnight Horse Show, they don't puss out and say words like fuzz, <laughs> but I'm going to anyways. I had to shed cherry blossom tears for my dead Japanese relatives after this one. I don't really know what that means. but <laughs> And uh, you know what tops it off? I effing loved every minute of it. Uh, this is now my favorite episode. Hearing you guys go full force, balls to the wall, left a giant grin on my face all day at work. Sam, do you have no limits? That was a question, I think. I've
1: I, that those limits are very, very far.
0: That was funny as shit. How calm you were asking that dude about his oil-dripping brown eye. <laughs> this was great stuff, guys. Thanks for the last. So, you know what, and that, and that was, uh you know and like i said that uh, we had a lot of the same type of stuff this was basically uh put in a way that only danny can yeah. can eloquently you know put it out there for for our listening audience with thanks for the email man and thanks for everybody for those emails those were a kick and i i have to say too i it's funny because sam and i went to uh lunch yesterday and he's uh dude i'm bringing the recorder and i'm like no <laughs> you're not bringing the recorder and i'm I can I cannot keep a straight face. Uh, He's like, you pussy. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care. Oh, okay. And I uh, also got one other email that I want to mention. Remember when we were doing a horror host episode? Yeah. Uh, I got an email from a guy named Edward um, who solved a mystery for me that I has been racking in my brains. You remember how I was talking about yeah, the one that was out of California? Exactly. I did not yep, know. Yep, yep. He... Uh, See, who goes, asked for a horror host. Heard you guys were wondering who a certain female horror host was. I got the answer. Her name is Ivana Cadaver, host of Macabre Theater. Her name's Cadaver? Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm not kidding. This was killing me. Yeah. I, and, and since, I've gone onto the website and, and uh, you know, checked everything out. And so I, I won't be forgetting again. But uh, you know what's funny? Is uh a lot of people have actually mentioned like through Twitter or what or, or whatever else, like for instance, uh, Drunken Zombie and a couple other podcasts, I think Dead Lantern even mentioned this. <coughs> excuse me, they were like You know what? Would you guys be interested if we did a horror host type of deal and, and we did public domain, you know, flicks and just hosted those? You know, I think it would be fun. I think it would take a lot of time and yeah, energy that maybe would. we don't have right now. Right. But I will say that I think that would be one of the most fun things ever. We have a public, we have a public uh,
1: one in Davis County. It's yeah. a public station. <laughs> we could do like it. We, I, we ought to check into doing that because I know my neighbor did a restaurant show.
0: Really? We, mm-hmm. you, know, we could, you know, the funny thing is we could do that. It's funny being up in Davis County, everybody that knows us. Would see would maybe see that. <laughs> oh, we'd be in trouble. They'd be like, those jackasses haven't changed in twenty years. <laughs> oh, but uh no. But anyway, I was just gonna say if if you are Ivonic ever or look anything like it, you should do one. <laughs> def most definitely. You know what I was also thinking too, we could do like a just like a video podcast of it, just every once in a while throwing up in the in the in the feed and whatnot but it's oh, that's a good idea anyway I I, that, I I mean it would be funny for people around here to see it but i would be so embarrassed <laughs> who cares <laughs> screw it <laughs> all right so thanks again edward man that i was i was dying uh okay so what do you want to do do you want to do uh voicemails, let's, or do voicemails. The street? Or, let's do voicemails okay let's do what vo- we got we got a few so bear with us
3: no i wanted to call you guys the sales out riding my bike today on uh, my favorite trail down here called hog run and the show came to mind while I was out in the middle of the trail. You see, I was climbing up a particularly steep hill and kind of burped a little bit. And after I disposed of it, the first thing that came to mind was that whole track with uh, Mike gagging and laughing about eating mayonnaise. So in, in honor of you guys, I'm on my way now to a Wendy's. Get me a nice chicken sandwich, a nice thing of fries, and a cup of mayonnaise to dip them in. Take it easy. Bye.
0: Are you saying that he would dip mayonnaise in fries.
1: I, I hope he's. I hope he's talking about getting the Wendy's mayonnaise and not making his own, dude. Because that yeah. is disgusting.
0: Thank you. <laughs> you know. You know. It's so funny. I mean, everybody has the stories about, about fast food places and all that stuff. I'll never forget the day my uncle told me about the time that he when he worked at Arby's had to go back in. He forgot something, so I had to go back in, and he caught some dude, the cleanup guy, doing a side of ham or something. <laughs> so, Do, you want it? Do you want to so, hear something? So I was just gonna say, you know that that's funny to joke about. But, but how many man juices have you you know eaten oh. with all that crap? Do you want to hear a funny story about a certain
1: boss that we both had at a time that you hated like no other? Yes yes I do. Well
0: wait wait which one was he? Was he it the the red main, hair? Well all, no shit. Starts with a D. I don't I don't even remember his name. Well he was the one he was the guy out he, there he was. The one I hated the most. Yes. Okay. Then yes. if I ever saw again, I would kick yes. his balls in. Okay. Yes. I yeah. can't mention names. Anyways,
1: so he would always have me go on a drink run or a lunch run. Yeah. Most of the time, drink runs. Take a break, go out and get a drink. Mm-hmm. Well, this one time, he had pissed off a couple of people. I can't remember what he He always was pissing off. Me. Yeah. He was a dick. Anyways, so he, he says, hey, Sam, why don't you go get us lunch and go get some burgers at blank restaurant? I'm like, okay. Well, this other guy. Uh, decided to go as well this guy that had been there for a long time and so we both went and we went and ordered the hamburgers and on the way back i'm I'm just driving i look over and this guy has his hand out of his pants i'm like what the hell are you doing he pulls out a handful of shortened curlies and he, <coughs> he puts it on the burger i kid you not i'm not joking we get back and we start eating and i i have my hand in front of my mouth because i can't watch and i I mean, I'm watching this boss. I'm watching this boss eat, and and I had seen the curlys on the burger, and it was a ton. It was a handful. It wasn't like one or two. And he's just munching away, that and is- like he pulled one hair out of his mouth. That was a, the he pulled out one, and he down that burger. There was mayonnaise all over, it and he ate like a slob anyway. No and way. He pounded the fur burger like nothing. That else. that's sick. It was so sick. It was so gross. So that reminds me of that it was I could never go back to that restaurant and eat a burger. Because I thought about that every time. And I just thought, I will never, ever let somebody go grab my food. No. Ever. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I am watching it. I don't go to restaurants after midnight. Like the open all night shit all right. where no one's inside right. watching the people on the counter. I won't do
0: it. Oh, my God. That is sick. <laughs> you know what? He That guy deserved it, though. You know what? <laughs> he, he deserved to, like, never mind. Anyway, let's get to the next all one. Right. Thanks for the voice. Yeah.
4: Hey, guys. This is uh, Evil Cooch Dench from the forums. Uh, I just wanna let you know I found your podcast uh a couple weeks ago and um I love every minute. I've chewed up all the episodes you put out so far. Um, I just think you have a great program and actually you've uh inspired me to get a uh, Netflix account. I can't stand listening to the podcast and not seeing the movies, so uh I'm getting uh yeah, I'm actually in the process of getting one right now so I can see all the all the flicks you guys talk about. <clears throat> um, uh, but I wanna let you know that I would not be listening to your podcast while I'm eating lunch anymore. Um, I was listening to one a few episodes ago, and Sam was talking about uh, mayonnaise, and Mike was gagging, and I was actually eating a ham and cheese and extra mayonnaise sandwich, and I almost yacked in my truck. So, uh, yeah, anytime but other than lunch, I'll be listening. So keep up the good work. Later.
0: We do not talk about stuff like that. Why is that though i I thought that was just acceptable behavior, man. By the way, I don't think that could have been timed any better after your story about the about the pubs on the burger. <laughs> Uh, by the way, thanks for calling in, man. That was. That I wonder was how great. many people
1: just lifted up the top layer of their bread, <laughs>
0: <Look down there. laughs> and they see like a they see like a little fold in a piece of lettuce or something. They're like, <laughs> is that a, what? The, oh what is gosh. that? I don't really know. That is so sick. Hello.
4: Hi, Mike. Hi, Brian. Hussein. I'm mean, Sam. <clears throat> I am a new listener called Mister Retard. Anyways, I was just wondering if you guys have ever seen the Game Pig films. That's
1: all. Bye. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there since everybody else is thinking the same thing. You are way too young to be listening to this <laughs> podcast <laughs> and watching anything. And if it's anything that has to do with guinea pigs and Richard Gere, you should <laughs> definitely not have seen that. No,
0: no, no. Well, I think what he's talking about, and I, I have seen, I've seen one of these. It's, it's. What are they? There's, it's some kind of Asian couple of flicks. It's. There's one called the uh, Guinea Pig mermaid in a manhole oh and this is so gross basically what i think what it is is this guy finds a mermaid in the sewer and it's been years since i've seen this so if i'm wrong i'm sorry but basically she starts like disintegrating in his tub and he takes all the pus and stuff from like her uh like her fish bottom and paints something with it or something it was so gross it may, I hope that that's what you're talking about because I hope it's not. What the f- no? It was it was the wow. sickest thing. I mean, it was one of the grossest movies I've ever seen. And the funny thing is, I've seen plenty of gross movies, and I probably will never watch that one again. It was. I mean, Man. it was like I didn't throw up magically, apparently, but uh, no, it was bad.
1: That, that kid's on a he's on a pretty wide arc there, accelerating his. Corruption. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you always listening to us already. Oh, I know. That's what I'm
1: saying. Holy cow! <laughs> Have we put the explicit thing up on our podcast? No, we're we're gonna start. We I think we gotta that. start.
0: Holy I think cow! We gotta start. I, you know, but the thing is, is I've been putting it up as unrated. So, oh yeah. So it's not like it's not like it's rated clean. It's whatever. It's just nothing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, All it's right. not like I've been. Oh, we're so good. Come listen to us. Yeah. You know. We're a couple of saints. No. Okay. Then that's no. <laughs> jeez um i hope my kids never listen to us well i hope
1: they listen you know i don't care if they listen to us but hopefully it's after their balls drop i mean for hell's sakes jeez, that's
5: uh, just yeah. hey guys it's spooky bill
6: hey i was looking for the episode and i just got on the forums and saw what uh, well, i didn't see exactly what but uh i hope everything's going well with you mike um I don't know what what the details were. I don't know. The gingivitis went septic. Who knows? Anyway, take it easy. Uh, I wish you a speedy recovery and um hope everything's uh going alright for you guys. Um, that's it. Take care. Bye.
0: Again, thanks everybody. Appreciate it. Man. Spooky
1: Bill. I think he did he send in some 6 degrees here. Did he? No. No, no. that was Dave's. That was Smarmy Git. No,
0: you know what's funny is I can't believe that Bill still listens after we lost his imitate sam entry
1: yeah he should have won i remember his was funny really yeah just kidding i'm not taking anything away from mcpierce but <laughs> it was still was funny stuff
7: hey cadaver lab this is uh patrick the gringo calling again for the second time anyways I uh, amazing mostly calling just to rag on you guys for not liking basket case two and three i mean you know yeah they're goofy they're ridiculous, but you watch the first one and it's like Frank Helmer was just like, how can I turn this up to 11? And you gotta admit, he does. Like, it's just those films are out of control, they're goofy they're definitely a step above most of the trauma swill that I do enjoy from time to time but, uh, you know, you can't hate on them so much I mean, I guess, Mike, you know, you were on the plane, you were afraid that, you know, all those freaks were going to have an entire freak junk alert, which is totally understandable, and Sam, you have an excuse, because you didn't even like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, but, you know, I think you guys should rethink it, because especially in the third one, that uh, scene in the jail is out of control. um. Uh, Yeah, also, I'm just really happy uh, you guys checked out those Asian films. Um, Old Boy is definitely one of the best films. Like, I might say that, just one of the best, period. That one shot, especially like that one shot where they're in the thin hallway and it's that single tracking shot. And uh, if you've seen it, you probably know what I'm talking about. That's all I'm going to give away. Anyway, uh, I guess I'll just have to leave uh, another two weeks or so to, you know, Listen to your show again, and uh, once again, this is Patrick the Gringo calling from the warm confines of my mustache. Thanks. <laughs>
1: that, was, that was good. That, no, that was good. You know, it's funny about basket case, because I think what the problem was, just like any time we do this, when I get six hours or something like that, and I'm trying to do it right in a row, it ends up getting yeah. old pretty quick. But when I'm thinking back on it, if I were to just throw one in... Like just out of nowhere, because I'm like hey, I'm in a funny mood and I kind of you know watch something kind of like a trauma film. It would be funny. I mean, it it you, you can know. Just crank and the, and the thing 11?
0: is, is I I love a lot of trauma films. Like I mean, I to be honest with you, I didn't really get into them until you know at least until we started the show. You know, but then I've I've seen Tromeo and Juliet, uh, uh, the one that we did for our uh, our uh, show, which was the uh, Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger. The the toxic Citizen Toxie Toxic Avenger three, but I didn't watch them all right in a row, right? You know, and that's the and I, you know the thing is is yeah, you look back at them and it's uh, you know I, I don't know I mean I'm not I'm not gonna I don't know I'm not gonna undo but, my but rating. here's but here's the deal uh-huh. Frank Cannon Lauder is a wild director he's only done well I, I don't know if he's only done but the movies that I've seen him do, have done uh, Frankenhooker and, and this I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. There's something else coming out. I think he's coming out with a movie called Bad Biology. I'm not sure if it's out yet or uh, whatever. But it, it sounds right up the same type of deal, just way over the top and crazy. And the thing is, is I mean, I thought Frankenhooker was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I mean, it was wild. It was a, whatever. But, like, I think, I think that you hit the nail on the head. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. I think you just – there's just a limit, yeah. you know, <clears throat> where you can take – in fact, I was watching a movie. What? Oh. Oh, I watched um, the motion comic Watchmen. Oh yeah, motion comic. You told me that, and that was so depressing. You know, I mean, it's it was a good story, but you know, it's just kind of a depressing because I mean, anybody who's seen or read The Watchmen knows that that's you know, it's it's kind of a bleak thing. Uh-huh. And uh, right after it, I had to go watch a freaking comedy because I just you know my mood was there. You know, but I think that if I had to watch that and then you know something similar and something similar, I, I don't think I would have liked it. But I did like it. I thought mm-hmm. I thought the motion comic was really cool. But anyways... I think
1: all that stuff in moderation. Honestly, I really think that that's... I would enjoy that on its own if I had an hour and a half to burn. And I just wanted to laugh. But, yeah. So, no, I appreciate the the voicemail, Patrick. That's a a good way to look at it.
0: Yep,
3: absolutely. Hey, guys. McPierce here. Uh, Sorry it's taking me so long to call back on this. I got the package, like, uh, almost two weeks ago. Thank you very much. Love the book. Love the CD. Love the DVDs. I've already started watching the movies. And love the uh, the love your junk, love your junk wristband. I actually I wear it on my junk so that I always remind myself when I'm loving my junk that I love my junk. I like how it says it right out loud. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Love the show. Bye.
1: I'm glad he uh, received the package, and enjoyed
3: the
0: package. <laughs> you know what's funny is playing that there reminded me that maybe it's time to start uh, playing these in uh, chronological order. He sent that one a long time ago. <laughs> Are you doing an alphabetical or something? <laughs> no, I just I just download them all at the same time, uh, and they <laughs> they just kind of show up whatever. But this has been an extra long layoff though too. So yeah. anyway, glad you like it. Ah,
8: ah! I love the way it opens up. Hi, thanks for calling the Cadaver Lab. Leave a message. Now, way too nice, Mike. We know better at this point. What up, guys? It's Jamming from the Obscurity Show here just come to drop a little bit of gay knowledge on ya. I really I don't really have any knowledge so much. So Machine Girl, man, like it came out and everybody was, you know, you gotta see Machine Girl, you gotta see Machine Girl and these are movies that I usually just love. I usually just love them. So Stewie D goes out and he buys Machine Girl and he says, Hey come over and watch Machine Girl with me and granted I was kinda sick at the time. I uh, wasn't really feeling that well and was a little distracted by some other things going on at the house, but I tried to watch it with him and I didn't hate it, but I just couldn't get into it, and I don't know why, and I've thought about going back and watching it again, but to be completely honest, I remember pretty much the entire movie, and I don't, maybe it's because you have all these hot Asian girls in schoolgirl outfits, and we didn't get to see any of them naked, and that's just upsetting, but uh no, I mean, I didn't hate it, and Stewie really liked it, and most people I know really like it, so, you know. Old Boys is one of those movies I'd really like to see. I've heard nothing but good about it. Um, and the fact that they're they're going to do uh, an American uh, retelling of the Old Boy tale
5: is, is one of those
8: things where it could work really well if you put it in the hands of, you know, like Clinton Tarantino, someone who does that kind of wraparound three has no fear of going a little over the top with violence or, or whatnot and uh, you know I don't see Spielberg doing it because Spielberg I mean apparently he's attached but Spielberg has a tendency to go over the top himself but in a completely different way um, so whatever though you know they're going to do what they're going to do I've, I've went out you know on the record many many times saying I have no problem with remakes uh, overall, they don't bother me like they do some people. I don't get all, you know, all oh, remakes, those are garbage and ridiculous and this and that. But, uh, I would just like, you know, see them done right. And typically that doesn't happen. So we'll see. Anyway, Mike, it was great getting to meet you. I know we've said this and, and we had a really good time at horror hound and it, it's amazing to me how much people just seem like they're old friends, even if they haven't met. Um, Sam, wish we could have got to meet you. I'm not going to give you a lot of shit. I know you've been taking a lot of shit. Um, normally, I would. But, you know, I'll let up a little. It would have been great to get to meet you, and hopefully we'll get to, you know, sometime in the in the not too distant future. But uh, you guys take care. Can't wait to hear your next show. Uh, two weeks is a pen and the half wait, but at least we're getting them right, and that's better than nothing. So you guys take it easy, and remember to always stay awesome.
0: So here he is talking. Yeah, I didn't like Machine Girl very much. Uh, yeah, I was kind of sick, kind of stuff going on around the house. And then uh, I'm like getting ready for this big argument. I'm like, what? what? This is, You know, whatever. But then he drops the bomb. Bunch of hot Asian chicks in schoolgirl outfits and none of them were nude. All right. <laughs> we'll give that to you. I can't you. argue with you there. I mean.
1: <laughs> well, and you know what? And One other thing on his comments, too. He talked about old boy and wanted to make sure that somebody like Quentin Tarantino does it because he doesn't hold back on the gore. I want to make absolutely clear: if we didn't talk about it last week, just because we reviewed these three movies together, we talked about Tokyo Gore Police and Machine Girl, which was over the top violence. Old Boy was not that violent. No, it's it's horrific on other levels because of other topics broached, but the, but it's not it's not over the top violence. And I'm
0: not saying that Quentin Tarantino. I'm not, I'm not. This is not a comment on Quentin Tarantino's ability to direct her, his talent but i think that he would be a little less inhibited while putting a movie out like this with such a dark subject matter mm-hmm. you know as compared to Steven Spielberg but you know i don't know i mean we'll see we'll see what happens apparently they're coming out it's not going to be a remake of the movie it's just going to be uh they're they're taking the original material the the what do they call it the, the comic book the manga oh really yeah and oh. so so they're they're doing it directly from there so i i mean it could go a different way i mean it could be a complete uh, I mean, obviously, it's just going to be a different director's vision of hmm. the original uh, hmm. source material. So there you go. But I, I don't know.
1: I'm setting myself up to just say that it's going to suck.
0: I, I'm going to. Well, yeah, but you know, the thing is, I'm I'm kind of with Jay where it's like I don't really, I don't hate movies just because they're remakes. I hate the idea of remakes, <clears throat> you know, because I wish that there would something be out or something better would be out there. But uh, you know, and it's actually on the forums talking about this a little while back. I'm like, yeah, you know, Hollywood's putting all this stuff into into remakes and all these crappy movies. And uh, my wife told me that she wants to go see two movies. She wants to go see, uh, uh what's that one with Matthew McConaughey and he's gonna he's he, the Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Oh, where I he' like, oh my gosh, she wants to go see that. And so she like warned me, she like <laughs> in advance. You're see that family guy, but I know I'm getting off the deck. Where Stewie's like. What was it, Matthew? Your movies suck. I know. They just keep giving me all this money, and I just keep doing what I do. I, I understand. I realize, but it's really nice. No, no. you realize you're worthless. Oh, I hear you, and I understand. I'm really sorry about that. It's nothing really I can do. They give me nice stuff anyway. But uh, what was that? Where I can't even remember where I was going with this
1: Good about remakes. Oh, oh
0: yeah. But the, the bottom line is, is if they weren't doing remakes, who's to say they're still not putting out other stupid crap? Right. You know. So well, if they want to remake, let's say. Maybe maybe they maybe they're right. I mean, maybe they, they'll start off with at least a glimmer of something that's interesting. I don't know, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying I like them. I think that's how I'm going to look at them. Remakes. I I wish I wish we lived in a more in a world with more integrity, Sam.
1: Well, you know what though, and that's that's a good point. I wish we had a new generation of directors that were like the Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, yeah, absolutely. that fraternity, you know, Francis Ford Coppola, all those guys that came together like and it, they just yeah. redid the film industry. Absolutely. And they came out with some revolutionary stuff. We don't have that right now. No. We don't. Eli Roth? Uh, no.
0: <clears throat> no. Don't, no. Uh, I was going to say, when no. you said Eli Roth, I'm like, in my head I had the quick thought, oh, say something no, but bad I, about it. Say something bad or else. Well, Stephen's I gonna am going to say something balls.
1: bad because he's, you know, I looked at this Master of Horrors. Yeah. And he's actually mentioned the same sentence with Dario Argento and some other guys. No, no way. Like that,
0: they were all meeting together. I'm like, are you, are you shitting me? You know, I got to be honest with you, though. I think that these Masters of Horror, I think they were just basically after a while just finding uh, directors of horror. Uh, So I mean, yeah. But especially when they got into Fear itself, we'll talk. We'll we'll talk more about that later. But uh, no, I don't know. Who knows what they would do? They'd keep uh, maybe the money that they put into Friday the Thirteenth if they didn't want to go. If they didn't want to remake that, would go into another uh, my the ones I was the girl right and right. I, you know so who cares yeah. you know I mean there not much we can do about it anyway I, I freaking give them my eight bucks you yeah know? yeah me <laughs> every too. time me so too. it's like wow
6: hey falter's this is the unnamed jerk from a few episodes ago anyway fellas just want to say I was duped into watching Twilight a few weeks ago did it for the wife so she let me purchase a UFC fight that night. And I have to admit, it was so gay that it caused a little tearing in my ass crack. Which gave me a good idea. You guys should do a horror show on shows that cause serious rippage of the butthole. You could cover Twilight and the Buffy series in the same episode. Keep it up, fuckers. See ya. Later.
1: (laughs) Wow. Thanks for that. I think that was a good invitation
0: to me. (laughs) I'm gonna kill that guy. Yeah. That <laughs> guy sucks. <laughs> oh, you know what? Listen, buddy. You know you're hostile. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> there, there are, we need to take. Is there something we can do? You know, I, I mean, I don't uh, really know how to react to that.
1: I I don't know, but uh, I feel bad that that guy actually wants to widen his crack in his ass crack. The he wants <laughs> to review like- <laughs> more movies so he can watch them and get a bigger crack in his ass, dude. <laughs> you've got. Listen, just stitch it up and move on. All right. There you
0: go. Good advice from a wise man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, too funny. Oh, by the way, I'll kill you for saying that about Buffy.
6: Hey, you guys were talking about butt pawns. It was either the last episode or the episode before that. I actually find that if you're wanting to chillax when you're manstrating, to use man pawns by man packs. They're actually the best you can get. All right. Bye.
0: I'm going to go ahead and say I'm sorry that you know that. <laughs> no, 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 listen. That was a perfect example of a response to a guy who says the word chillax in, in the like. Oh. And uh, you know what? He, he did it without being insulting like that other mother effer. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, you know, he, he turned it into comedy. Yeah. I think, I think that he didn't, did he say his name? I, I think I, I recognize him. I think that was Johnny from uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, really? But uh, he goes. That, you know, that's a way, that's a good way to venture, to venture anger there. Thank you for being well-adjusted, Johnny.
5: <laughs> hey, this is Chris from the Cinema Corps podcast. Uh, I just wanted to say that episode 30, the Asian whore, was pretty awesome. Uh, I found myself laughing out loud a few times during the first segment. Uh, Sam's new segment was awesome. I enjoyed that. I hope he does a lot more of that. As for the Asian Extreme titles, such as Tokyo Gore Police and Machine Girl, uh, can't really say that I really get into those that much. Um, they're just a little too weird for me. The blood is just overwhelming. Um... But Old Boy, that was a very great movie. I loved Old Boy. I think everyone should see that. Um, I watched, uh, well, it's been out since 2005 in Japan, but I just watched Tokyo Zombie, and I recommend everyone see that one. That one's a very good movie. Uh, anyways, this is Chris. Uh,. I was wondering if you guys were going to have T-shirts anytime soon. That would be awesome. Well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. You know what? The
0: th- with the with the Asian movies, I totally agree with you. If I didn't watch that as if it were a cartoon, I don't know oh, if yeah. I would have liked that or not. Me too. Because, That's the exact
1: comments we had, too, yeah. is that it was just like a, a, a Japanimation. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Just an anime show. You know what's funny, too, is you bring up uh, Tokyo Zombie. Drunken Zombie did a show about it, and they didn't like it. But I know that Vaughn over at Motion Picture Massacre likes that movie, like loves it. In fact, mm. he loved it so much that he sent me his copy in the mail. Oh, really? And <clears throat> I was supposed to watch it and send it back. I sent it back, but um, I took a. Well, let's just say I. You I've, backed up his copy I, for him? I backed up his copy for him. I'm about to send that to you. So be looking out in the mail for that, Vaughn. But. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I did that because I didn't, I mean, I didn't know when I was going to be able to fit it in. And I didn't want to, you know, like, Bogart his copy for like six months yeah. or something like that. So I sent it back to him. But, yeah, I think we should check it out. Well, yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, what's funny is I was actually listening to Drunken Zombie. And <laughs> they, they were just saying how boring it was. And it, wasn't, it was dumb. And they didn't get the humor and stuff like that. Well, I don't know. For those of you who know, I work in the IT industry. We get a lot of, like, Asian dudes that we work with, quite a few Asian dudes. And, uh, Are you
1: sure? How do you know it's not the same one walking around? I'm just kidding. Such a bastard. By the way, <laughs> by
0: the way, you know what's so funny is uh, S- is Steve from uh, the Bone Bat Show <laughs> yeah. sent me an email. He's like, dude, I can't believe that did Sam really say those pimple headed little bastards? <laughs> anyways, anyway, so I-, I met this guy, cool guy. His name is John. Well, it was actually it was funny because first of all, he's like, my name's Jayon. and I'm like, Jayon? He's like, no. Jiong, I'm like, that's what I said. (laughs) Jiong, he's like, no. I'm like, fine, fine. I'll just, you know, what what would you like us to call you? Just John, Johnny. So we just call him Johnny. (laughs) Anyway, uh, by the way, that that conversation lasted like two minutes between us. I'm saying the same thing, and it was my inflection, my voice. I found out Uh that I was going up and blah blah. blah But uh, anyway, you know, so we were we were buddies, whatever. And he goes, dude, just so you know, you you know, you're pretty funny guy. And I'm all, oh, okay. He goes, just so you know, I'm just as funny as you in China. <laughs> he go, I go, I go, all right. Okay, fine. He's all, dude, no, you don't understand. Because I kind of laughed at him. He's, no no, 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 no. Americans don't get my sense of humor the same way, you know. So it doesn't come out right. It's a second language. Whatever. And so... I am one of the funniest guys, you know, but only in China. I'm like, fine, dude. So I was thinking maybe that that's what Drunken Zombie was thinking when they didn't get the humor and stuff. Yep. That that maybe that movie is so funny in Japan that they they just don't get it. You yeah, know? Hey, <laughs> whatever whatever. Could be. But uh, anyway, that is anyway, so that's, funny. That's uh, there anything else? Oh, t-shirts. Yeah. What do you think? We should.
1: I, I mean, think we need to look into that. I need to. You I'm, know what we ought to do? I'm any, starting to do some marketing. Yeah. I'm starting to get out there and talking to some. Some different people about some different things, and hopefully bring in some more <laughs> to the show. But we need to look into doing some clothing because I would sport that stuff.
0: <coughs> you and me both? And, yeah. and the thing is, is uh, I know that midnight, the midnight podcast, Corey's done this, and, and a couple of other uh, shows out there. But they've actually made made a call out for t shirt designs because you know what? I suck. I do too at graphic design. Yep. The I mean, I think the greatest thing ever graphically I've ever done in my life, like by ten times. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying this is, you know, is, is the site. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the only graphic design I've really ever done. And, uh, except for like, uh, Photoshop wieners on uh, dudes <laughs> and then email, you know, like out, uh, whatever. You, Do you
1: know. know where I develop my
0: talent? Where?
1: I can draw a naked chick on the Etch-A-Sketch. Wow. And I, it is awesome. Maybe
0: that's just what you should do. And then it's
1: we, my, yeah, I, I need to be doing that.
0: But may, maybe, well, let's talk about it. We'll get, we'll get, maybe see if we can get a contest you know going. No, you don't know need to we, talk to. But we would be ripping Corey off. And Corey, trust me, we need this. We, we're, we're following your lead and your guidance. We're not ripping you
1: yeah, off. Yeah, but, but you did it first. And we'll tell you that all day. We're, this is not an idea that we came up with. But you know who we need to talk to is who? the guy that drew that sneezing weasel for us.
0: Oh my gosh. That guy was good.
1: Yeah, that sneezing weasel was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Sam
0: Sam's and I wanted to start a business called the Sneezing Weasel. I still have that sneezing weasel. So you around. do? Yeah, absolutely. That, that was a cool graphic, man. You know what? We could. I'll see. I'll, I'll email him. I have his email address. Well, and, and if like
1: anyone else out there wants to undertake it and and do a design, we don't have to have just one kind of t-shirt.
0: Well, do you want no? No, but do you want to? Do you want to set up some kind of a con? I don't know. I feel kind of bad because that's a lot of work.
1: Well, let's let's sort of. I don't know if we need to do a contest necessarily because you know. If we like the designs, we can let people, you know, people can look at them and say, yeah, I'd buy a shirt like that or, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And we can just pick a few and just do it. I don't think we have to just have one shirt. No, no, no. no that,
0: and that's, and if that, we like them, then let's do it. I'm just saying, but I'd feel bad if we didn't give somebody something for their trouble, you know. Oh, no,
1: we'd have to, any time we used one, we'd have to give them something for their trouble. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, it's awesome. To me,
0: it's, it's hard work, and yeah. it, it's, it's painstaking, and, oh, anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, cool. Well, thanks for the voicemail, man.
6: Sam Mike. Is uh, Dave up in Olympia, Washington, our smarmy get on the forums, which Sam really needs to get his ass on because, anyway it's just ridiculous. We want to make fun of him and have him respond and all that good stuff, or not. Anyway, I uh, just want to say, hey, great show this week. It was really enjoyable, and I wanted to take up Sam on his little never being beaten on the seven degrees of. Separation from the king himself. Um, I got a couple, a couple of suggestion movies. One I've pimped on the forums quite a bit. Uh, that would be Motorhome Massacre. I mean, just total ridiculous, great movie though. I mean, it's great, but it's sad in a lot of ways. Anyway, if you can connect Bruce to that particular film, I will call next week and verbally. Well, I'll just leave it up to your imagination. Um, also, if you want to try maybe. Uh, let's see, Flight of the Dead, or drive Through, just probably ridiculous movies that you haven't watched, or maybe you've actually had the misfortune of seeing Flight of the Dead. Anyway, if you can connect, at, connect Bruce to any of those movies. Hey, I'd love to see that, or hear it, as the case may be. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys, and I uh, look forward to hearing the next podcast, and talk to you on the forums, Mike, and, well, Sam, pussy.
1: Well, I have something for you, Smarmy Git. I have been on the forums. Anyways, I'm not going
0: go to By the way, in yeah. his defense, you've been on the forums lately. Yeah. And thi- this came in before that. <laughs> it I mean, did. I have to. I had
1: taken a hiatus. I go back and look, and there are so many topics I have not even looked oh, yeah. at. So I'm trying to get caught up. But anyways, I have six degrees, actually four degrees, on you all of those that you Let, let me say me. something
0: real quick. I'm sorry. No, do just it. Just before I forget, as far as the forums are concerned, I took off all the ability for somebody with a Gmail account to sign up. And I, I, like I said, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to get this out yeah. so I don't forget. So if you have a Gmail account and you want to set it up, uh, send me an email and I'll uh, put an exception in so you can sign up. Sorry, Sam. No, yeah. no, that's fine. That's, just, that's just, so every, just so everybody knows. Yep.
1: I'm going to do three of the six degrees right now because that's the three that I got from Smarmy Get. Sweet. So <clears throat> Motorhome Massacre, Justin Greer was Benji in that, and he's also in Badland with Elizabeth Keener. Who is in Death Sentence with, Kev- with Kevin Bacon, who was in Mystic River with Tim Robbins, who was in the Hudsucker Proxy with Bruce Campbell. Wait.
0: Not only did you get Bruce Campbell, but you got Kevin Bacon. I did. You get double points for that. Thank you. All right. Yes.
1: <laughs> Flight of the Living Dead. It's actually Flight of the Living Dead. Oh, I had to do some research on snap. that. Way to try and screw me on that, but <laughs> I found it. Uh, Richard Tyson was in Black Hawk Down with Ewan McGregor, who was in uh, Star Wars 3. With Hayden Christensen, who was in The Virgin Suicides with Kirsten Dunst, who was in Spider Man, Bruce Campbell.
0: By the way, I hate Hayden Christensen. Oh, so do I. But well, I'm still going yes. no, 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 to. I will use his. I will use his ass that's fine. for I Six sh- Degrees I just don't long. want to say his name without mentioning I that say, I hate him. I should just say
1: Anakin or Darth. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then Drive Through starred Nicholas D'Agostino, uh, who played Fisher Kent, I think. Anyways, he was in Election with Reese Witherspoon who's in The Four Christmases with John Voight, who's in National Treasure 2 with Ed Harris, who's in The Truman Show with Jim Carrey, who's in The Majestic with Bruce
0: Campbell. Beautiful.
6: You
1: know what? Three down, nine to go.
6: Hey, you uh, nipple lickers. Uh, It's Jason. Uh, I'm just calling to say I'm uh, really excited to hear that you guys like the uh, Street Trash movies so much. Um, Thought you'd get a kick out of them. Uh, Yeah. Um. I was just thinking, I, I kept mentioning that you should do Street Trash, but you didn't know what kind of category to put it in. You should do, a, like, a Love Your Junk 2 episode with uh, with the other movie, uh, Pervert, and maybe, like, Hard Candy or something, because that was kind of a crazy scene in that movie, too. But, uh, yeah, I want to hear your, your thoughts on Street Trash, so get on it. All right, guys. Uh, keep up the fantastic work, and, uh, again, have fun playing with those. Just- each other's
1: balls. Bye, bye. Contrary to popular belief, Jason, me and Mike do not play with each other's balls.
0: We play with our own while we look at each other across Holy the room. Oh shit, man.
1: <laughs> this no. is one of those times I'm glad we're not doing a video podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, so, we've talked about Pervert before. It's uh, Attack of the Killer Wiener and then the, uh, Hard Candy. Hard Candy. Ooh, that is a disturbing movie. Ellen Page, who I can't really... What, what was that movie she was in where... She was pregnant and with the dude from. Uh, I Anyways, mean, I hated that movie. The only f-
1: oh, Juno. Juno. Oh
0: yeah, I freaking hated it. She's movie. the one that's in that. Yeah, but the thing is, is, she looks fourteen in that movie, and I know she's not. But it is like hard to watch because she does a good job of, like, she sells that she's fourteen. And ugh. It, I mean, I've seen it, and it, I, I'll tell you what. The, yeah, the climax is really disturbing. It's funny I use the word climax because that's about the opposite of what actually happened. Uh, Never mind. But uh, that whole movie was just disturbing Uh to watch. It'd be weird to watch Street Trash and then uh, Pervert and then that. It was like that would sober us right up.
1: I'd probably have to just stay in my house for a week and recover. Is that what you're saying?
0: (laughs) Oh, it's it's not really that disturbing. Like, know? I couldn't
1: go on appointments after I watched Mom and Dad for a couple of days. <laughs> oh, I just yeah. felt, I didn't feel like I could be my jovial self oh, talking yeah. to people because I'm like, if they only knew it, I had just watched.
0: Oh, yeah. Speaking of Mom and Dad, we had Slug send in a review that we'll play at one of the breaks. Oh, good. But uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. Street Trash is a, great, is a great, stupid, you know, one of those trauma-esque films. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to stick that in somewhere. It's pretty good. I haven't seen it in a long time. Mm-hmm. I watched part of it the other day, but. Well, not the other day anymore. Hey,
9: Mike and Sam. It's Steven here. Uh, just wanted to call and say, Wow, you that was a great episode, The Asian Horror. Uh really loved it. I'm glad you liked Old Boy. It's a fucking awesome movie. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on um uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. It's every bit as good in my opinion as Old Boy. Um, it's it's just great to get a break from like the fucking traditional Hollywood fucking you know, you know how a Hollywood story is going to play out. Uh when once you set up, you know, the good guy wronged, you know from there how it's gonna play out. But in all three of these uh these uh fucking Vengeance movies, I mean it it keeps you fucking guessing all the way through and it's just great stuff. Now uh Lady Vengeance wasn't as wasn't as fond of But definitely Mr. Vengeance is uh, one you need to check out. Um, As far as Spielberg and Will Smith doing uh, a remake of Old Boy, my understanding, and I'm not sure how this is going to work out, uh, kind of mixed feelings, but uh, they said rather than using the movie as the source, they're going to go back to the original manga, uh, which I have not read. I'm going to have to hunt down a copy and see how it is but uh, i guess we'll see what happens um now a bit you know there, everybody's been talking about the horror hound and i just wanted to clear up why i didn't go for you know once and for all um and mike normally i wouldn't share a personal email from you to me but i think this would really explain it all uh to your listeners uh uh this is the email mike sent me right before uh horror hound hey stephen Glad to hear you might be coming to Horror Hound. It will save me so much money not having to call the male escort service. Besides, they always claim to be discreet, but you never know. I would go ahead and shave my pubes, but it might be more fun to shave each other, especially since I always have a hard time reaching my taint and miss a spot or two there. Sam really hates that, because then the stray hairs get caught in his teeth. Anyway, we'll be keeping a spot in my bed and my heart warm for your arrival. Hugs and kisses. Mike yeah um, hate to do that to you buddy but you know yeah I, I had to pass this time I don't know maybe next time though uh, pack some roofies and uh, some Jaeger and uh, we'll see what happens honey alright you bitches be cool
0: <laughs>
1: i someone else feels my pain busted <laughs> Oh, Steven, awesome. I
0: can't believe you—you you broke our, my confidence with you. A personal email, I send that to you, and you just—wow! Just I just laid I, out
1: there for everybody to hear. <laughs> what the hell, man?
0: By the way, you know how earlier in the show I'm like, yeah, I think that yeah. they're actually—they're actually, they're actually making doing the remake from the you're original so, you're manga. You're such a bastard! And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, i think that's where I, was I learned. Like, it Mike is
1: so—I'm sitting there thinking, Mike is so smart. Yeah. Damn, yeah. I'm so glad he's covering <laughs> no, that. No,
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> I probably, I mean, I'm I'm sure this is where I heard of it. Of uh, you said a word for word from what he said, so I'm sure that's what it is. That's great. Uh, I said it first, Steven. <laughs> I love uh, it. You know what's funny is uh, is, as horrific as that one was, he sent us one last voice. Oh, about, and, th- and we're going to, this is going to be one to end off on. So nice. Here we go.
9: Holy hell. I finally figured it out. You know, sometimes a little slow on shit. All right. I was thinking about the email you sent me, Mike, and your whole thing about uh, Sam liking you clean-shaven. And I finally realized, put it all together, the big puzzle. All right, here's the way I see it playing out. Sam's going down on you and your big hairy man bush and looking at himself in the mirror and thinking, oh, my God, it looks like I have a mustache. Holy hell, that makes me look gay, Sam. It's not the mustache; it's the ding dong in your mouth. All right, dude, be cool, bitches.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: that is unreal. I,
0: you know, I don't, I don't understand why he felt the need to go and uh, bust us on two of our most <laughs> secretive things that we've been trying to hide for so long. It's, oh, it's horrible. Oh my gosh! Wow,
1: thanks for that. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Oh, I don't really know how to react or what to say, except for just, uh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great to end uh, voicemails uh, off like that. You know, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's, a break. let's, 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 let's have a tune, break it up a little bit. All right.
1: Here's a tribute to all the men who play retards in movies. We appreciate your willingness to don the safety helmet, oh, captain of the short bus. Nothing says Oscar more than slurred speech, drool, and staggered walking. Thank you, Cuba Gooding Jr., for loving your role as radio so much that you continue playing him for your next ten shitty-ass movies. And who can forget Sean Penn? Yes, you are, Sam. I always wondered who the hell goes to IHOP, and now you've introduced me to the horror that I have to worry about people like you procreating. I don't mean you as in people with diminished mental capacity. I mean you, Sean Penn, dumbass extraordinaire on second thought mentally challenged procreation is pretty scary but the highest award goes to forrest gump you win not for being a retard and getting over but for doing meg ryan in six different movies what the hell were you thinking so live it up maestros of mental midgetry be happy that some of your best work came because you're retarded
9: Hey everybody, I'm Derek Mears, I'm the new Jason from Friday the 13th, and you're listening to Cadaver
0: Lab. Ah, now that we're all rested and feel a little bit better, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's throw on uh, Slug's uh, review of Mum and Dad, and uh, I haven't heard it yet, so
10: let's just put it on and uh, take it away. Awesome. This is Slug for Cadaver Lab Podcast, and I will be reviewing Mum and Dad uh, on this week's episode of uh, Cadaver Lab for you. Um, I had the chance to see this movie at Horror Hound and missed it. Um, I was pretty tired um, the night that it was showing and just flat out missed it from all the festivities. So uh, I got a chance to watch it this morning and I got to say it was it was a pretty decent movie. Um, didn't really know where it was going for a while and then all of a sudden it literally just, you know, kind of comes out of nowhere and just takes this weird just 90 degree turn and you just don't i didn't see it coming honestly i kind of i knew it was a horror movie and i knew you know obviously that um it involved mom and dad because it's right there in the title um basic plot synopsis of it is a girl from i believe poland is what she said um is in england and she decides to start working at a at an airport. And the first night there, she ends up missing her bus home and gets brought home by a couple of her coworkers. Well, the coworkers just kind of disappear as soon as they get to their house. Um they take her to their house because they're going to allegedly give her a ride um uh, back to her house. Well, that never happens. She never gets to go home. Um, this is all within the first, like, ten minutes of the movie, so I'm not ruining anything. And I'm actually going to try and avoid spoilers in this because I thought it was pretty decent. Um, so anyway, basically her this her co-worker's family, I'm doing air quotes, I'm not sure if you can tell that, um, captures her, kidnaps her, uh keeps her hostage basically not really hostage but uh keeps her as like a servant in their house and torture her and just do all kinds of crazy stuff to her um and you're not you're never really sure who's actually family in this house or if they're all just like captured people that they've that they 've captured from the airport um this family makes like gets by basically they work at the airport and they take people's luggage anything that's like unclaimed luggage and they just go through it and just like take whatever they want you know that's how they get their clothes that's how they get you know money they just you know take whatever they they can out of the people's food uh not food out of their luggage i can't talk um anyway there's just like It's a really weird movie, but it's really cool. Like I said, you never really know who's who in this family, you know, who's actually related, who's actually, you know, somebody that they've captured. Um, just a lot of weird scenes, um, and I don't really want to spoil this movie, like I said, um, but I'll give you a couple, like, weird little scenes just to let you know what I'm talking about. Um... Early on in the movie, I think it's like the morning after she's captured, um, you just start hearing sex sounds, I guess. And it's just random, like, where are these sex sounds coming from? And uh, the whole family's sitting down to eat breakfast, and then they kind of pan over, and you see the TV, and they're watching hardcore porn on the TV in the kitchen. And nobody acknowledges it. They never talk about it. It's just there. You're just playing it. Um, having said that, the memory count of this movie is actually zero. Um, I at least I couldn't make out any any boobage in the porn during the breakfast. So, memory count on this is zero. Um, lots of lots of blood, lots of gore, um, and it, it all made sense too. It was like if. If you're gonna do this to somebody, you're gonna see this afterwards. Um ah, let me let me rephrase that. There was another scene um I didn't quite get. Um, but apparently this family is very well, they're they're pretty fucked up in the head, honestly. Um uh, scene where they walk in and let's just say there's something involving a human organ being used as a sex toy um and they could have they could have gotten away with just showing him put it on the table whenever he was done with it again the air quotes done with this organ but no they come back to it and they show a milky white substance dripping from this thing um pretty gross, but I had to laugh at the same time, because it was just so bizarre and out there that it just kind of made me laugh. Uh, I don't know really what that says about me, but I found it kind of funny. Um, Other than that, it was just a very bizarre movie. It was just like, why are these people doing this? I really wanted to know. They didn't explain it, other than they're just screwed up people. Um, It's like, why... Are you capturing people and you know torturing them? What what's the point of it? You know, why do you live at the airport? You know, in a little shed or not really shed, it's a small house. You know, there's there's a few unanswered questions, but overall I like the movie. Um, it, uh, it 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 kind of left me wanting to know more. You know, and I think that's a good sign of a movie and possibly a bad sign of a movie when there's so many unanswered questions that it's kind of making you wonder, you know, what else happens, you know? It leaves you wanting more, but at the same time, it's like, did they tell the story right? And with Mum and Dad, I think they told the story right. However, I almost would like to see a prequel to this like kind of explain like more of who they are like who the this family is um they never really give them names other than mom dad you know um but i, I just kind of want to know you know like what got them started doing this why are they doing it you know um who are they you know just let me know a little bit more about them and you know rather than just go boom here's this family and you know we're going to start torturing people and having sex with human organs and stuff like that so and uh uh actually while I was watching this I actually decided to uh send Mike a, a text on his phone that said mm hardcore porn for breakfast so yeah um I'm not sure if he understood what I was talking about at that point in time I don't know if he remembered the scene from mom and dad he may have just thought I was a total pervert or something Thinking I was watching porn while eating bacon or something. Um, which I wasn't. I was watching Mum and Dad um, while eating toast, actually. So, um, kind of a hard movie to watch if you're eating at the time. Uh, especially the human organ sex toy scene. Yeah. You don't want to have butter anywhere near your mouth when you see that. So, alright. Anyway, I've gone on for long enough. And overall, I would have to say that I would like to give Mom and Dad the Red Box. Um, if we're going to go buy Cadaver Labs' uh, rating system, um, <clears throat> if you get a chance to pick it up and check it out, do it's it's worth the watch. Uh, I wouldn't really say buy it. Um, I can't really see myself watching it like all the time, going, "Oh, this is such a great movie," you know. But uh, it it was good enough to to rent and watch at least once. So. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's basically my review for Mum and dad. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you guys would like to hear more reviews from me, just let Mike and Sam know. If you don't want to hear me talk about movies anymore, uh, then fast forward through whenever I do, if I do it again. So, um, anyway, this has been slug for cadaver lab podcast and it's my review for Mum and dad. Peace.
0: All right. So it's that time again for Sam man uh, on the street.
1: <laughs> listen, I've got a lot to live up to after last week. And oh, yeah. So, you know, my methodology for this is I want to find out how the world works a little bit, what
0: people think. Uh, so,
1: I did my duty.
0: All right. Should we just go right Let's into the just first right clip? Into it.
1: Plastic surgery. This is Jen. Uh hi Jen. My name is Sam Thompson. I I've got a question for you. Okay. Um I've been going through some, some anger management uh, classes lately, and my, my therapist is telling me that, that a lot of it has to do with some decisions that my parents made early on for me. And so um, they said that if I go back and undo some of those decisions that, uh, that, that I may be able to start dealing with some of this. And so um, I'm supposed to go back and start dealing with some of the earliest ones, and I was wondering how much it would cost to get a foreskin reattachment surgery you don't do that at all? We don't. Um, do, you, do you know anybody else that would or what kind of doctor I should talk to about that? Uh,
11: it probably would be, it could be a plastics or
1: it could be a urologist. Or a urologist too? Actually, yeah. that may be a good place to start because they could give me some, some advice on that. Yeah,
11: you can try either
1: one. Okay, but it, you said maybe another plastic surgeon too? Um, it could possibly be plastics. I'd try urology first. Okay, but you guys are a plastic surgeon, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well hey I, I would try urologist first. Okay. I'll try that. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Okay. Bye bye.
11: <laughs> you're electrical. Can you hold please? Yes. Thank you. Thanks for
1: holding. How can I help you? Hey, I've got a question for you. I was actually referred over to a urologist. Okay. Um, I I've been dealing with some anger management issues, and I've been seeing a therapist. And he's talking about going and undoing some of the decisions that my parents have made for me in the past. Okay. And so, one of those, I'm actually looking to call and find out how much it would cost to get foreskin reattachment surgery. Okay.
11: Um. Let me give you the number to our billing office. They can answer that better than I could. Okay.
1: That would be great. Okay. Now, uh, and that's good. Now, do you guys do you guys do stuff like that?
11: Um, not quite sure. I I can let you speak to one of our nurses. You can um, ask her a couple questions if you'd like.
1: You know that that would that would act yeah that would be good.
11: Okay, just a moment. Okay. Sure. Thank you.
1: Uh huh. Yes.
11: Thanks for calling. This is
1: Edith. May I help you? Hi, Edith. I have a question. I, I'm I'm wondering if you guys do foreskin reattachment surgery. Foreskin reattachment. Yes. For describe it. Well, to to, re, to to attach like a foreskin. I don't know. I was thinking maybe you could use like wow. s- skin okay. from my body, like an eyelid or something. I I don't even know how to do it. I, I'm just I'm I'm seeing if there's a way that I can get it done.
11: I'm thinking not. You're going to have to pay for it probably yourself if you do it. Because it'll be considered cosmetic.
1: Oh, now now say that again. I'd have to pay for it myself.
11: Probably your well, insurance probably would not pay for it.
1: And that's fine. I just want to know if yeah. you if you guys even do it. You guys I do it? i have
11: never done one that I am aware of.
1: So okay, so you guys wouldn't.
11: So I would probably check with a plastic surgeon and see if perhaps they do it.
1: Well and that's what I thought. I actually called one first and they told me to check with the urologist. Yeah, we
11: don't do them.
1: You don't do that at all. Okay.
11: Probably Yeah, we do circumcisions, but we don't I've never ever seen them. I've but been you... here ten years. And you
1: haven't seen someone put one back on at all? No. Okay. No. All right. Well I appreciate your help.
11: Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold okay. On. You wanna hold on? Yeah. yes. I don't know my conversation. Hold on.
1: Okay. Hi. No no, he
11: doesn't
1: we don't do those. So okay, but did, he, did doesn't he, know does he doesn't there. know anybody? He doesn't know anybody. Okay. Well hey, I appreciate you checking. You betcha. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: So the best thing you could come up with is uh yeah, like with an eyelid or something <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: trying to think of something. I was going to ask him if I could, uh, you know, I've heard that, that I have to give up a nipple and I'd be willing to do that, but I, I didn't get the chance. She didn't even I don't think she heard me even say
0: it. Oh, well, I'd give up an eyelid before a nipple any day. <laughs> so, anyway, I hope everybody enjoys yeah, that. That is
1: great, That's man. some good stuff there. That's great. Just in case
0: you ever wanted to know. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to find that kind of service. That's right. Apparently.
1: <laughs> oh, too funny. Uh, all
0: right. Uh, so, should we get right into it, or do you want to do let it? me. Okay. Let me
1: do this other six degrees oh, just to okay. get that okay. done we'll do and that. out of the way. Okay. Um, so, I had uh, one came in for Clay, a movie called Clay. And Tom Minion was in Children of the Sky with Robert McMaster, who was in Tick with Paul Jacobson, who was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, with Keira Knightley, who was in Star Wars, Phantom Menace, with Liam Neeson and Schindler's List with M. Beth Davids, who is in Army of Darkness. Right. Cool. With Bruce Campbell. So there's that one. Um, and then Big Winner sent one in Executive Koala. It's a Japanese or maybe a South Korean film. That guy
0: loves Asian movies. Like, yeah. I think he likes Asian movies more than any other kind of movie in the world. Yeah.
1: And so he sent me one in. Lee Ho was in Apartment 67 with Joanna Aliza Stevens, who is in Omega 35 with Ray Etty, who is in Legend of the Red Reaper with Christian Oh man, Christian Christian Boving, who is in Batman and Robin with George Clooney, who is in From Dust Till Dawn with Danny Trejo, who is in From Dust Till Dawn Two with Bruce Campbell. Cool. Uh, and then the kiss from 1896. It's a one minute. Who sent long, this
0: in? I don't remember. Is it on? Uh, is it on Netflix?
1: Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but I went ahead and tried it just to to see if I could do it. you did it? it? Holy cow. So it's from 1896. It's a one-minute-long film of a passionate kiss between two people. That's all it is. It got censored and all sorts of problems with it.
0: Because they were making out?
1: Yeah, because it was, like, too long of a kiss. (laughs) So anyways, it was called The Kiss from 1896. Uh, Mae Irwin was the one being kissed. (laughs) She was in Mrs. Black is Back with Clara Blandick, who was in Key to the City with Loretta Young. Who was in It Happens Every Thursday with John Forsyth, who was in Scrooge with Bill Murray. Awesome. Who was in The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou with Willem Dafoe, who was in Spider-Man.
0: Unbelievable that you could get an 1896 <laughs> one-minute movie.
1: Uh, I know. So then the last one is Satan, S E Y T L. Oh, I've actually seen that. Oh, it's well, have from you really? Turkey or something. Yeah, it's something weird.
0: That's, it's,
1: it's weird. It's the weirdest <laughs> movie. It's like from 1974, so it's a really yeah. bizarre movie. Anyways, Ali Tagan was in The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. And Maybe he, it wasn't Turkish. With, with, no, he was, and oh. he was like a foreign guy in, in, oh, oh, in okay. Young Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. So he was in that with Sean Patrick Flannery, who played Indiana Jones, All oh, right, uh, who was in Powder with Jeff Goldblum, who was in Jurassic Park with Sam Neill, who was in the Mouth of Madness with Hayden Christensen.
0: In the Mouth of Madness? He was a pa-
1: Hayden Christensen was a paper boy in that.
0: Oh, I found I out.
1: Him. Anyways, I know. Remember, I just had oh, yeah, to say that. Darth Vader. With Darth Vader. Uh, who was in you know, the Virgin, no, we can't say Virgin that. Suicides with Kirsten Dunst, who's in Spider-Man, Bruce Campbell.
0: We can't just call him Darth, because... Because that's uh, way too cool for that puss. Absolutely.
1: All right, so anyway, we got those out of the way.
0: Phil, Phil you did your duty, man. I did. Did a good job on it. Living all up all to it. All right, so let's get right into the Masters of Horror. Let, let's, uh... F- all, the, all the joking stuff aside. Okay. This is complete serious now. <laughs> no, I'm thinking that, uh... You know, Masters of Horror for me is just kind of a hit and miss thing. A lot of them are miss, but there are a few that are hits, you know. Uh, But uh, we'll go over some of our favorites and some of our least favorites. Why don't you go ahead and uh, give us some background?
1: Well, Masters of Horror was kind of a weird thing that came up. What happened was in 2002, Mick Garris invited some director friends to just a dinner to hang out. Yeah, And they were just talking about some stuff. And I guess they consider themselves the original Ten Masters. Um, what a and, bunch of pretentious I know, assholes. I know. So, John Carpenter, Larry Cohen, Don uh, Coscarelli, oh, yeah. Joe Dante, Guillermo del Toro, uh, and then M- Mick Garris himself, Stuart Gordon, Toby Hooper, John Lannis, and Bill Malone. And so they just they, they talked about some stuff, and Del Toro caught, started calling himself um, the, the Masters of Horror. Oh. So, so this so Mick Garris decided to have some regular dinners. He ended up having Dario Argento, Eli Roth bastard yeah he he's
0: he's the masters of horrors like a uh, little bitch exactly to go get him like did he even drink an refills and stuff i'm not sure
1: i can't even believe I he's mentioned that sentence anyways david cronenberg lucky mckee tom sullivan west craven joe lynch william lustig ernest dickerson cat o'Shea robert rodriguez uh james gunn mary lambert tom holland peter medak and lloyd kaufman so there's there was a bunch
0: lloyd kaufman yeah okay
1: anyways I'm so not, they, who is that do you, i don't know say, I, okay. I have no idea um, so, what they decided to do was come up oh, with... Oh, my gosh. What?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Someone else is a
0: dumbass. Trauma. I'm an idiot. Oh, okay. I was thinking... You just it, probably uh, recognize
1: the name, and you're like, I know I've heard no, Yeah, already.
0: I was... Okay, I, I know what I was thinking. I got to mix up. I'm cutting that out anyway, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> so, anyways, these guys decided to put some films together for Showtime, and so they approached them in 2005, and the first one that they did that they put on on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, on the first one was Incident On and Off a Mountain Road. I've not seen that one, no. but but that was the first one. Who directed did. that one? Did Don Coscarelli. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they went through, and, and three of the movies we're talking about today were in season one. There were 13 episodes.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Actually, the 13th episode is one they were doing called Imprint, and they mm-hmm. actually did not run it on Showtime because it was so over the top.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. that You know, that's, that's, that's funny because after watching some of these other ones, I, get, I guess the subject matter was a little darker, but man, I, 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 I get, okay, I see. I guess yeah. the torture and the, okay, anyway.
1: Yeah, so Mick Garris, he said that it was the most disturbing film he's ever seen. Really? Mm-hmm. Imprint. So Yeah, so he shaved, he shelved it, and then it's available on DVD now. huh So they went through a second season where they had some more people come in, and I don't think, from what I can tell and what I've read about it, the second season wasn't as strong as the first. No, it does not seem like it. But there's a couple of gems in there yeah. that you've seen, and then um, and then it, it spun off into, into uh, Fear Itself, which yeah. you're going to go into.
0: Yeah, well, basically... I guess Masters of War ran from October 28, two thousand five, to February second, two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Only ran for two seasons because NBC came to Mick Garris and said, "You know, hey, listen, we've got this idea. Why don't you do this same type of thing, except for let's, uh, you know, make it watchable on a, you know, on a network television?" So uh, they must have given a bunch of money. Well, Showtime and, wasn't
1: picking up the third episode. Oh, season.
0: so they, so okay, so that that mm-hmm. was it. I didn't know Showtime wasn't picking yep, it up. They were picking it up. Um I just thought that uh Mick went to NBC. But anyways, NBC bought 13 episodes. Uh it only ran for one season and it's actually been um confirmed that they're not going to pick it up for another one. Fear itself yeah, Fear itself was very lackluster. There was only a couple of, re- of good ep- really good episodes. Most of them were blah to really crappy. Uh, Fear Itself, Skin and Bones, It was directed by Larry Fessenden, and it starred Doug Jones. That was actually a standout episode of Fear Itself. In um, The Sacrifice, uh, which is actually the first Fear Itself that uh, aired on NBC, it was directed by Breck Eisner, it was also a really good one. Uh, but yeah, just in fact, real recently, on March 13th of this year, basically confirmed that they weren't going to do another another season or anything like that. It did really – it wasn't that good. It well, really from what I understood, they
1: didn't do all 13 episodes, did they?
0: I, you know, the thing is, is I don't know. They bought 13. I don't I, – to be honest with you, I remember because this started up – let's see, June 5th. Oh, yeah, June 5th because we started the podcast right after these started coming out. Yeah. And I think our first episode was actually July 20th. So, I mean, it had been a month or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember thinking, oh, you know, cool. The first episode was uh, The Sacrifice, uh, which was really good. So, I'm, I had high hopes for it. But then after that, they were just kind of boring until I caught skin and bones, which is really good. Anyways, uh, I don't know. As far as Masters of Horror is concerned, some of my be- the best episodes, in my opinion... I think are four of the ones that we're doing today. Actually, imprint I, it, imprint's hard for me, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll talk about more of that. I, I would say Jennifer, cigarette burns, right to die, which we're all doing today, and uh, there was one from um, season two called Family, the star George went that was really good.
1: And I liked Fair Hair Child.
0: Did you? Oh, I, I like. Well, you that know, and the one. thing is, they I, they were they were a lot of. Mm-hmm. I, I it is true that the the first season. Uh, outshone the second season by far, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, the thing is, is in the second season, I can't remember exactly. There were people I didn't recognize who were who were um, you know putting out episodes and whatnot. But let me just read a little synopsis of Family. This is the the, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because we're not going over this today. But it's really good. We we actually thought we might squeeze it in, but uh, we just kind of ran out of time. Uh, Harold is a seemingly peaceful neighbor in a quiet Midwest midwestern neighborhood. But underneath, he's a murderous psychopath who sets his eyes on a couple that have moved in across the street. Not very descriptive, but really good. A great episode. Uh, some of the worst episodes. Uh, what do you think? Pelts. You hated, you hated Peltz. Peltz?
1: that was a Argento too, and I I hated. Which that is show.
0: which is wild because uh, Jennifer is one of yeah. our favorites, and that was a Dario Argento. Right. Uh, I would say that my very least favorite. Oh man, there were some real shitters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say. My my least favorite, Homecoming, season one, episode six, was directed by Joe, Mother F, and Dante. And that's, you know, he did Gremlins, he did a bunch of other stuff, which is, you know, a good movie. But this this episode ruined Joe Dante for me. Oh, really? Uh, a, public, uh, a, publicity of, a publicity official for the U.S. Army finds that he might have to be working a lot more than he imagined when the deceased soldiers of the war came back to life looking for a few good men. You know, in... We talked about we've mentioned a few times how you know people have their political agendas to push you know but a lot of them are a little more uh, subtle you know this wasn't subtle at all right. I mean this came out right in the middle of uh, George Bush and all that going on you know whether you agree with it or not Joe Dante screw you I'm not gonna I'm <laughs> not gonna sit here and listen <clears throat> feel like I need to listen to an entertainer talk to me about about politics. And and for your heavy-handedness, you get the kick in the balls yeah. for this episode. Jeez, that felt good. I didn't even know he was getting the kick in the balls. That's, awesome. That's how natural it came out. But uh, there were also some other shitty ones. Uh, Toby Hooper did Dance of the Dead, uh, Season 1, Episode 3. It actually starred Robert England. Um, let me read the description. In a post-apocalyptic society, the 17-year-old Peggy lives with her protective mother and works in a restaurant. She misses her sister, Anna, who died some time ago uh, when two couple... Two couples of punks come to the place to eat some hamburgers. Uh, Peggy, they get pissed off because they find a handful of pubes in them. Then Pebby, just <laughs> Peggy just feels attracted by Jack, who invites her to on a date with him uh, to a dark place. The, in the dark room where the master of ceremonies is a ringmaster of a freak show of the dead. The MC injects blood in the dead, and they dance on a ring for the exalted audience. Basically, I think they just shock him, and they get up there, and then they just like... You know what's there, funny? It that, sucks so
1: bad. Well, you know what's funny about that uh, is, I read "I Am Legend" by yeah. Richard Matheson, uh-huh. and it comes with three other short stories. Uh-huh. And one of those short stories is that. Really? And it's based on that
0: because this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, mean, it was. It I, was weird. I've, I've actually read. Um, I've actually read. Uh, that one too. I didn't get the other three shorts though. Oh, you didn't? No.
1: Yeah, that one's in there. They're they're, they're really strange. Because really? this one was, but that was one of them. This one
0: was dumb, and I love Robert England. I mean, and so if that even had it going for it. And compl- I'm not going to give anybody a kick to the balls. First of all, because Dante freaking takes that prize. But this one is. It, it was just kind of. It was just really dumb. You know, and
1: I didn't like uh, The Damned Thing. I didn't (laughs) like Uh, that one The Damned Thing was dumb. And then We All Screamed for Ice Cream. I think that has William Forsythe in it. Uh, I don't know. I think that's his name. He plays like all the gangster guys. He was the clown in it. Oh, was it? It was just kind of, I didn't like it.
0: A lot of these were, you know, the thing is, I think they were just, a lot of them are just being funny, you know, kind of lighthearted. I mean, these were an hour long. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the same breadth or depth as like a film would. Right. But, you know, most of them were pretty fun, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and pretty good. Uh, but yeah, there were there were a lot of shitters in that. Um, also, uh, coming up at the rear with one of the worst ones was Dream Cruise, season two, episode thirteen. Uh, was <laughs> boring as hell. Did you see the V word? Did uh, I did. That? Yeah.
1: I <laughs> I wonder why they. That's the stupidest name for that.
0: The. Well, <laughs> well I, wa- I wonder vampire if is bad. I wonder I mean, if taken if they're taken off of the L word from with uh, that HBL <laughs> series or whatever. I wonder if that was just kind of. A, that's funny. A playoff, I guess. I don't know because nobody dares to say it. That's right. Lesbian. I said it. And I said vampire. I'm shocking. Sh- wow. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go into the let's go into the ones that we chose. We okay. chose uh, first of all. I'm just. I, I no. I didn't really put these into order. I just kind of did them in the order that we watched them. Um, do you want to just do Jennifer first, Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: freeze
12: police throw down your weapon it's too late go away you
11: don't know what she is don't do it
12: you kill a psychopath I don't care that he was trying to slice her up it's gonna warp you
7: what's wrong with her what happened to her
12: you know where she's from
7: apparently she didn't really have a home I can tell you, her name is Jennifer. So where's she now? She's at Watkins Island. Poor thing, I don't even know how much she understands.
3: Jennifer, what are you doing
0: here? Oh. She's got nobody to care about her. She's got no place to go. Hello? I'm gonna find her a place to stay. She can't don't worry.
10: stay here.
7: <gasps> oh. That's her. That's her. She... No would take her.
10: Can you blame them, Frank? Look at her.
7: It's just one more night. That's it.
2: Oh! <gasps>
0: One of my favorite ones of all time. It was season one, episode four, uh, directed by Dario Argento. It was written by Steven Weber, who did the teleplay, and Bruce Jones, who did the short story. And we found out that this is actually from a comic book Mm -hmm. back in the 70s. Uh, The IMDb gave it a 6.5. Now, let me just make a comment on the IMDb scores. A lot of these got... Like undeservedly high IMDB scores, if you ask me, mm-hmm. like because you can go in individually and, and rate each episode, but a lot I mean even the shitty ones got at least like a four or a five, and it was, I I was, was kind of shocked, so I don't know take that for what you will. Let starred uh, Steven Weber as uh, Frank Spivey, Carrie Fleming is Jennifer, and Brenda James is Ruby. The original air date um, was November eighteenth, 2005. Uh, let's see. Synopsis, while parked in a remote spot, lunching Chinese food with his partner. Lunching? Is that a... uh, apparently that's a a fine uh, verb there. Uh, Detective Frank Spivey saves a disfigured woman called Jennifer from being sliced with a meat cleaver by a deranged homeless man. He feels sorry for the retarded Jennifer and takes her from an insane asylum and brings her home. Frank becomes obsessed with Jennifer, feeling lust and attraction for her lascivious body. When he realizes that she is a human beast, he moves with her to an isolated old cabin in the woods, with tragic consequences. All right, man, what do you think? This was horrifying. This <laughs> yeah. was horrifying, to say the least. It,
1: uh, you know, and it's funny because every time you saw her, it just, it, it just, it just grossed you out. Well, it, it like grossed you out and and was horrifying. At the well, same the thing
0: time. is, is her face was. I mean, it was it was like worse than most like. As horrific as a monster can be, mm-hmm. it was one of the sickest things. You know, she had warts on her tongue. She had these big, giant cat eyes. She had a this mouth that was just disgusting. It was funny. Sam and I were watching a uh, we like a behind the scenes interview <laughs> with Dario Argento afterward, and and I was just saying because I mean, let's be honest, she was banging in the bod. Yeah, you know, she. I mean, in and, and you. I mean, she was. She didn't wear a whole lot of clothes the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I remember. I, I, I say I watched it like this. I held out my hand and covered up her face. <laughs> Out of my view and just watched the and just watched the rest and was fine. But the thing no. is, is she was her face was so disgusting and the things that that she did were terrible, were gross. I feel like I'm not doing a good job explaining how disturbing she looked.
1: Well, and I thought it was good enough because I was so every time I saw her. I was asking my question – the question I was asking myself was, how the hell is she so freaking ugly? Why does this scare the shit out of me? Right. I wasn't asking where did she come from or what is she. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I didn't even care during the whole movie, even though when we watched the behind-the-scenes thing scene, and they were saying part of the mystery and the beauty of the movie is you, you don't know what her history is. Exactly. I didn't care through the movie. It's a great point. It was so horrifying to watch.
0: Oh, yeah. Basically, so Frank, Stephen Weber, the guy from Wings, uh, is a policeman. We we do, You know, just like I said in the synopsis, basically – he he ends up taking her home. Uh, well, first of all, he takes her to the the, the police station. They put her in a, in a uh, like in a crazy house. You know, he feels bad for her, sees how they're how she's being treated and how scared she is, and so he decides to take her home. Well, and the thing is, is you're wondering like what the crap is going on, and then she ends up doing things like eating a cat. You know, killing all. You know, being a cannibal, all this stuff. And I think one of the most disturbing things is the fact, and this is never explicitly you know, said or explained or anything like that, that, she has some kind of a hold over men. Or I don't know if it's, in this case, it's basically one man where uh, she basically is, is horrifying. They are disgusted of her, but she seduces them. And uh, Steven Weber, you know, in specifically, he uh, goes with it every time. You know, and to, for her to have this kind of power over him and to be this horrifying looking and, and, and you know, I don't, I don't know if she was really evil. Was she evil? or Because it seemed like most of her kids, well, no, that's not true. Hungry, maybe she got hungry. I don't know. <laughs> She's I, retarded, man.
1: I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, I guess know? that's it. Well, it's funny because during the movie you see that he kind of turns animalistic as well. There's one point where he gets so mad or he just screams at her right in the face. Yeah. He doesn't say anything; he just goes, "Oh!" <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And so I think that you see this transformation happen, and
0: well, yeah, and it's, it's all just... and it's all based off this invisible power that she has mm-hmm. over him, mm-hmm. which is so bad because uh, I don't know. I I don't want to get too gross here, but I remember watching it thinking. Oh my gosh, she you know wow, hot until you got and it was so bad that I kind of felt disgusted for like looking at the other parts. Yeah, and well, and I'm thinking I think Stephen Weber did a good job of portraying that disgust, except for instead of just looking at it, you know, actual doing it, you know. Yeah. And stuff. and I think that was one of the most horrifying things because me along with with uh, you know this guy that's in this movie. Kind of, we're feeling the same same type of feel. At least I think so. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. You know, there was one funny part during the movie, though, where I just started laughing. <laughs> like at the end, uh, Franking goes, you know, he had had to abandon his life basically, and Absolutely. so he ends up getting a job. And Jennifer goes spying on him, and she's wearing a hoodie incognito.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Who's not going to notice you? You're wearing a hoodie. You think that disguises it, it, it you? It was a well. <laughs> the, the thing is, is what maybe not disguise, but you know what? Other than her face, I don't know.
1: Well, and the girl that he got, the woman that he got the job with, I looked exactly like Jennifer. <laughs> she did.
0: No way. Yes. What do you mean? What do you mean? She wasn't like, she was older. She and... was
1: older, but she had like these distinguished cheekbones. I'm like, that's going to be Jennifer, really. <laughs> the first time I watched I'm like, holy shit. There oh, she yeah. is. That's Jennifer's mom. But oh, oh, I see. Okay. It did not happen that you, way. You were thinking there going to be I was a, there sub-plot was a twist or, right uh, at the end. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, but, you know. Mike and I watched the behind-the-scenes. Oh, it was disturbing. If you want to see some horror, horrific stuff, t- check this out. They had to make two cuts of this movie because it was so horrific. They couldn't show it at late-night sh- uh, showtime.
0: Oh, yeah, late-night showtime. It, it they was w- they couldn't show that. it. No.
1: And so go check it out. I'm not even going to go into it because it's so horrific.
0: All I'm going to say is, listen, I'm. it's going to be hard for me to enjoy a corndog ever again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that's accurate on that. Yeah, it was it was brutal, but
0: watching this before and watching even this behind the scenes thing, I was I was horrified the whole time and I was like, oh, I hate that I hate mm-hmm. that. But as far as a flick goes, you know, I it's great. Yeah. Because it 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 makes you so uneasy. Yep. And
1: it really creates that 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 dichotomy and that uh <laughs> that that inner struggle. Yeah. As you're just, you know, you're horrified. But you're like, "Dang it, that is, that's hot." I but think that's why time, it's oh, one of our favorite ones because
0: it made us, it made us feel so uncomfortable that it's I just agree. like, "Wow." I at least agree. it's one of my favorite. I don't know. You too.
1: What do you give it? I give it a bone saw. Oh yeah, I
0: was going to say I give it a bye. It's I'm funny. looking at her, fa- I, I'm looking at her face and I cannot give that a bone saw. Yeah,
1: I think just for that exact reason that it really creates some emotion there for me of just horrific and and uh, also kind of weird erotic. I've got to get exactly, and up. that's and that's the,
0: that's that's the bottom line. Is the weird eroticism minute
1: I but it had a twenty seven on the man recount. <laughs> oh yeah, which the In whole an hour. the whole
0: time you're like yeah uh, uh, uh. yeah
1: yeah, and then uh, let's see, what did I learn? Never get involved with a butterface.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some girls, it may uh, it may not be that important to get a beach from. Yeah,
1: exactly. So and then the other thing is letting your mistress eat your cat is a deal breaker.
0: Wow, yes. <laughs>
1: and uh this is a demented version of the Lion King. It's kind of the circle of life. So <laughs> those are the three things that I learned. Oh I can who else said that from this? Um I thought you said she was retarded, what's she doing in that shithole? That's uh there that's a reporter asking about Kristen Stewart in Twilight. <laughs> it's funny, I'm not gonna go off on Twilight. <laughs> But the thing that pisses me off about that movie more than anything, and, and watch Kristen Stewart on anything that she's in, she needs to close her damn mouth. Oh, she damn. walks around with her mouth open all the time. I seriously think, I'm like, she's retarded. And <laughs> so when that came up, I'm like, I got it.
0: You know, it's so funny. And I, and I saw, I've never thought, first of all, I've always thought she's like really young and not really, you know, she just looks young to me. Too young to find, I know, find attractive, I guess. I don't know. But the bottom line is, is I've never thought she was hot. And there's a lot of people out there. Talking about how beautiful she is and this and that, And I'm just like, wow, wow. She looks she looks almost like a boy,
1: like a like nothing. Her face it just looks like. Well, a- they're too busy with uh, that the kid that plays the the vampire.
0: Uh, he looks like a girl, which yeah. I guess works out. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, dude. I watched 20 minutes of that and I was gone. I was I'm like, sorry, That's honey. Awesome, if he ever if that dude ever looks at me like that in real life, I will kick his ass. Yeah. But uh, probably will never happen because uh, he's got power and I'll have some kind of... L- listen, if Jennifer can do it to the guy from Wings, okay?
1: <laughs> all right. No, that, yeah. Oh, oh, and then I guess I have a six degrees for that. I almost forgot about that.
0: Okay. Well, you've been, do- you've been doing them all, the- all over the
1: place. Steven Weber was in Single White Female with Bridget Fonda, who is in Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell.
0: All right. That was nice and easy. Single White Female, have you seen that?
1: I saw that twice in the theater whoa why it's <laughs> the first movie I saw multiple times cause I went and saw it and I'm like that was that was horrific and so then I was with some other guys and, and a different group of people and like oh, I wonder what that shows about I'm like it, it was horrible so then we had to go see it again so I
0: saw it twice it sucked oh great alright dude alright so is that all we got on that yeah alright let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll get into Cigarette Burns alright
8: Hurry,
7: hurry, step right up The most amazing tales appear before your very eyes Gathered from the four corners of Earth and brought here to you At 19 Nocturne Boulevard See the famous man-eating book of Sumatra
4: (laughs) Or a
12: phantom
7: direct from merry old England
0: Or aliens from beyond the stars
12: Even such as these cannot withstand our platinum death ray. Yes, our platinum death ray.
10: All these and more spread out out before you. All we ask is a moment of your time.
11: Spin spin the wheel
7: wheel.
10: take a chance.
11: chance.
7: Try Try your luck. luck. www.19nocturneboulevard.net
0: Right, so cigarette burns
7: the far absolute demand the absolute end of the world the government seized it and destroyed it I'm a bit obsessive I want you to find
12: a print for me
11: we are a part of the film if
12: it had been destroyed we would know
9: back said film in the right hands is a weapon
12: what, you spoke to back me At the start of the festival. I recorded the whole interview. These
9: will change your life.
7: Last night I saw something I can't- a Circle?
9: Huh? Like the real change in a movie? Yeah. Then it started.
7: It's only going to get worse from you. What started? What's happening to me?
8: Are you my sweet man Kirby
7: as soon as you start getting close to it it's inside
12: you tell me where the film is that's not what you want to know you want to know if the stories is about the
0: film are true I know what you want you want to see the movie
12: relax something happens when you point the camera at something terrible The resulting film takes on power.
0: Uh, directed by John Carpenter, the writers were Drew McWeeny. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> uh, am did you I, say Drew McWeeny? Am I stupid? Because here I am, an old man, and uh, I'm still laughing at like, like. Dude's last names being Weenie. No, I, that's funny, dude. <laughs> and Scott Swan, who was another writer. Uh, IMDb gave it a 7.7. 7. The original air date was November of 2005. And uh, let's see, what did, what did Jennifer get? It got a 6.5. This got a 7.7. Oh, I disagree with that. But This got a what? A 7.7. This got higher. This got a 1.2 higher then uh, Jennifer, which I don't know, it didn't make me feel like Jennifer did that uncomfortable. Maybe people weren't comfortable being uncomfortable. Wow, that's a that's a that's a wise statement there. Uh, let's see, um, starring Norman Reedus played Kirby, Udo Kier played Bellinger, and Gary Hetherington played Walter. Uh, synopsis: With a torrid past that haunts him, a movie theater director is hired to hunt for the only known print of a film so notorious. That its single screening caused the viewers to become homicidally insane. That's kind of a, that's kind of light on the synopsis because this, this movie was dripping with story. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a shot. Give us a little more info. Well,
1: you've got this guy that's got a backstory with a little bit of baggage. He's heavily in debt. And so, no. um, but, but is kind of a connoisseur of the, um, the occult.
0: Or, you know, and also, old, Are, you, are you, you're talking, talking about, about Kirby. Yeah, I'm talking about Kirby. Yeah.
1: So he gets a call from <clears throat> Udo Kier, who's also an eccentric and has been collecting um, memorabilia from this uh, La Fin Absolue de Moi, Dumas, I think is how he said it. Anyways, <clears throat> and so he's got, so he shows Kirby some of the information, and Kirby's just kind of a, although he chases that stuff, he's, he's not really a believer. Right, but he's going to get out of debt. Basically, well, it by seems going like out. he's just so desperate he'll do he's anything to get out of debt. Yep. Because I mean, there's this debt. whole
0: backstory where yep. it's his uh, it's his girlfriend or wife's dad who who he's in debt to and well, him know, money he to killed open up a movie studio or yeah. a,
1: a movie theater, theater. and so uh, you know, and she she ends up dying. And so there's this kind of this this twist there, but. So Udo Kier shows some of the memorabilia to Kirby and so it kind of piques his interest and he ends up going to look for this thing. And as he gets closer, he notices there's these cigarette burns in his life. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, they'll take him back and he sees these weird things. So we find out cigarette burns in movies are on the old 8mm films or whatever they are. I don't know what they are. 35? 35mm. I, anyway, I don't know. But anyways, when that would, that would indicate that something big was going to happen when you, when you see the cigarette burns. This is kind of the premise that it comes out in. And so he starts seeing some things as he gets closer to finding this film and then uh and then it just goes to his journey of finding the film what happens and uh, what happens to the people around him.
0: Well, in the yeah, in the film, I mean, obviously since the one screening or or whatever uh turned everybody in the place so so crazy that they went on a homicidal thing, there's a lot of baggage that goes with it. And, and along his journey You'll find people who are still kind of dealing with that baggage that this film is uh has uh left them with. Let me ask you something uh when I was watching this, it seemed to me just to be the ninth gate except for with the film that's
1: exactly I have the notes down there yeah. that it's a little bit of ninth gate storyline it's a lot of
0: well ninth it, gate. I, to me it it's it's practically you know a ripped off story because mm-hmm. i mean well not well except for you know all the the subtle details first of all, you have this guy. Um, Well, it's a little bit different where Kirby was, you know, an in-debt kind of desperation. You know, Corso was this, you know, mean wolf and he'll do anything for money and and to get ahead and whatever. Basically, they take a job from a guy who's very passionate about, you know, the item that they want to get. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, neither of them really care, you know, Kirby nor Corso. And then uh, throughout going, you know, kind of having to experience what this, what the item means to other people, and and how this item has touched other people, it becomes it becomes kind of an obsession for themselves. You know, basically that I mean that's the storyline of both of them. And uh, by the end, both of them are so intertwined that uh, you know they're they become you know one of these people who is single minded in finding and solving this mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, I think I like this a lot. Because I like the Ninth Gate yeah. so much, yeah. and I'm not going to say that it's it's as good as the Ninth Gate, or that Kirby that Kirby did as well of a job as uh, Johnny Depp or anything like that. But I'm just saying it was it was kind of in the Ninth Gate. I love the fact that at first they don't care, and like I said, you know, throughout the travels, it becomes their obsession too, and uh, that kind of a theme, I don't know, struck a chord with me in that movie, and they did in this too, and I liked mm-hmm. it.
1: Yeah, I think I think that while well, it strikes a chord, it, it's exactly it suffers from exactly what you talked about. In that, I thought the ninth gate was so original and yeah. it did such a good good job with that storyline, and for this to come along and be so close to it, uh-huh. it, it just it it, it kind of took a couple of notches down for, I, me, and for I, me. And
0: I agree with you, but I just I mean it it didn't really strike me as too. I didn't feel like ripped off. Like, oh my gosh, this is dumb. yeah. I just I it was just more of a of a, huh, that's interesting, you know. I mean, I don't care if they play along the same thing. Let's put it this way. I've been watching the same, uh, you know, what do you call those, sitcom episode that, you know, from it was on different strokes 30 years ago, and then it was on this 20 and this 10, whatever. I mean, that's fine if they want. I mean, it, this was a, a pretty similar to the storyline, almost to the point where I would say that it's, you know, maybe what happened is uh, this guy who wrote it, uh, took it from El Club Dumas, which is the book that uh, uh, the Ninth Gate's based off of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, could be. I'm shitting you. Isn't I, it the Club I, of I Death? De- what is that? The El Club? Uh, El club du- no, it's uh, Alexandra Alexander Dumas. Uh, oh. Some kind of a thing with him. I have the book. I've not read
1: it yet. Because this was Dumas, Dumas. Anyways, and I well, think I, yeah, death. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh oh, 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 that's right. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know. But anyways. It
1: That's had good. some. It had some music in it, like Halloween. It sounded like the piano, kind of yeah. like you know. So Carpenter was using some of that information. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then uh, also the only the only other thing that I did not like about the movie is I don't like it when characters go off and monologue t- for too long. I just <laughs> and there was a lot of that, a lot of grandstanding monologues by Udo Kier, right? And <clears throat> by the wife by, of the by director, the wife, that was another one where I'm just like, come on, we get it, all right, right. But other than that, I mean, I thought I thought it was pretty good. I, I give this I give this a red box. Oh,
0: I would I would actually I'd still give this one a buy. I, and he, the only
1: reason I did is because I've already bought uh, the ninth gate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so
1: that's why I give that a red box. Well,
0: no, well, here's here's the thing. I to me, an hour long film is easier to it's just easy to watch. To sit down and watch for an hour, mm-hmm. a piece of cake. So if they can, but the thing is, at the same time. If um, it's probably tougher to get an, uh, to get an audience's, you know, to make them feel anything in an hour, mm-hmm. which is you know, I I don't know, maybe I'm completely off the the topic. I know that that it's probably better for a story that's being told in a movie to just take exactly as much time as it takes, but. I mean, and, you know, we're always complaining about, oh, somebody made a movie that was 90 minutes long. It should only have been 70 minutes, right. you know. But at the same time, when you've got this whole story, but you, and you don't have the flexibility to say, oh, it could either be an hour long or 90 minutes long, when you have to be done, you know, mm-hmm. in 60 minutes to make it fit, you know, and, and it's still that good, Yeah, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, to, to say, okay, well, here's our limit, 90, our 60 minutes, Let's go out and make a movie that's going to go out and grab people. And it wasn't, it wasn't even 60 Minutes because of the intro and, mm-hmm. the, and the credits and stuff like that. But let, let's grab people's attention and let's do it. And I think that, that, uh, that all of these Masters of Horror that we really like do that. Yeah, they pace so, very well. Yeah. They and pace so, very well. Yeah, and there's, yeah. Th- there's no extra, fl- except for the monologuing part you mentioned. The, and Jennifer either. There was no, yeah. there was nothing. Jennifer the whole time, you're just like, could painful.
1: They could have added another... T- Eight seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go see the uh, behind the scenes see uh, the feature. It. see what we're talking about. I'll tell you what, though. That I wonder how it, if some of these could be made into feature long. You know, I, I mean, I'm sure that there were parts, especially of of. Uh, well, I see. I don't know about Jennifer because I mean, unless they wanted to go into some of the background mm-hmm. or you know some history or stuff like that. But Jennifer seemed to be like the perfect length. Yeah to get in there to disturb you and then to get out yep. where I'm, I, I don't know if they could have gone any deeper here, but I wonder if, um, what do you think? I mean, do you think they could have done with, with any of the ones that you watch? Could they have done an well, hour? Well,
1: we talk about the ninth gate. I mean, you, you definitely could have taken cigarette burns out. Yeah, uh, that's true. Additional. He could have had additional steps of places he needed to go. I mean, he ended up getting to her pretty quick. No, you he, know. yeah, that's true. So, but, but they could have definitely added more steps there. Um, I'm thinking about imprint I don't know. imprint was kind of long, Yeah, you, to be it didn't seem like it was long because it was all taking place in one one place. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I I think some of them could. I mean, Right to Die, we've seen that a few times. Right to
0: Die was a was kind of a. I thought that that one, although really good, was kind of was. It seemed to be more just made for TV. You know, yeah, kind of like a Law and Order episode, right? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. It, a psycho Law and Order with a giant breasted woman oh my gosh giant <laughs> anyway so what What did i give this to buy i stick yeah, with it buy. Uh, you know and the thing is is most of the first season oh oh i forgot to mention the sh- one of the shittiest ones i ever saw was uh one called chocolate i think it was directed oh, really? by mick garris it yeah. had elliot in it yeah yeah um that that is if i didn't hate dante so much this one would get a kick really? in the butt.
1: i hated that one and that's talked about as one that's really good oh i hate it okay that's good to know. you
0: should see it well, I probably you should, watch you most check of it these out, yeah. just because you got to see them. But. but you're going to hate that one, I promise. Really? Anyway, but you have awesome. to see just to whatever. Hey, screw you.
1: And that's fine. I'm just teasing. Uh, this was a four on the mammary count. Four. Where remember, did we get those? Dead chick. Oh yeah, not not quality. I mean, when they're, you know, when rigor mortis sets in, it just doesn't really do it. Um, <laughs> they don't. Never mind. Don't even go there. <laughs> Anyways, all right. I learned a couple of things. Root of All Evil is in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yes. Who would have known? Who would have known? It's such a
0: nice... Should have guessed. You know, Canadian bacon. It's there. That's right. (laughs) They're they're just covering up.
1: And you can make sausage with film projectors is the other thing that I learned.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That you can. See the movie for details on that.
1: I have a Six Degrees. Norman Reedus was in 8mm with Nicolas Cage. He was?
0: Yeah. Have you seen that movie? I hate that movie. That's disturbing.
1: Anyways. Uh, And he was in Gone in 60 Seconds with Angelina Jolie, who was in Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Vince Vaughn, who was in The Lost World Jurassic Park with Ian Abercrombie, who was in Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell.
0: All right, cool.
9: Yeah! I've been
0: sitting here watching
9: flicks till my eyes are red. Been watching Evil Dead and Argento's Deep Red. Been watching Night Dawn, Dayland and Return of the Living Dead. And I feel no shame while my talk's profane. Just like Malcolm McDowell I'm singing in the fucking rain. If you don't dig my shit, then answer me this. Why so serious? If you're into horror, cult, exploitation, or just kick-ass movies, from the badass to the just plain bad, check us out at jafnp.com. Just another fucking movie podcast is not a review show. We go beyond the screen to discuss the what's and whys of the genre's great classics. I'm digging cowboys and watching killers in black and watch this motherfucker take it in the head with an axe and say, hey, hey. I'm digging Bruce Campbell saying, hey, hey. Now I'm watching some drama saying, hey, hey digging ilsa and olga saying hey 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 j a f m p dot com
0: next up we have right to die where am i
12: westchester general hospital you were involved in a car crash dr ellison do
2: you have any idea what happened
11: who's happy uh, i'd like
12: you to prepare yourself be my Can she hear me?
2: No.
1: She may seem responsive, but it's just a reflex. She's not conscious.
12: What's happening? Did she feel any pain? With the damage to her nerves, your wife doesn't see or feel anything. fell asleep at the bathtub. He got a boner, had a sex dream that went bad. It wasn't a sex dream, it was horrible. Well, no, sex dreams should be terrifying. I once dreamed I was banging this hot little number. The next thing you know, she turns into a big Rottweiler with a cock. i mm. sorry, i <laughs> go back to sleep. I've got red marks on my body. When she touched me, burns. Sunburns. I've got sunburn on my penis. Cliff, you got a rash. You're under a lot of stress. She was here. Abby is in a coma, Cliff. I guarantee you she's not left the hospital, or maybe not her body, but what about her soul? What do I know about souls? I'm a lawyer. You don't understand. When Abby gets mad, she's relentless. Oh, wait, Cliff, what are we talking about here, man? What are we talking about, what, ghosts? Yes. Abby isn't a ghost, Cliffy. Why isn't Abby a ghost? Come on, you tell me. Because Abby's be still alive? Well, actually, I was looking for her because ghosts don't exist. But you know what? That one's good, too. Cliff, put some aloe vera on your rash. Grab a Valium and get some sleep.
0: Let's see. episode or Season 2, Episode 9. Director was Rob Schmidt, who also did The Alphabet Killer in Wrong Turn. Uh, it was written by John Esposito. The IMDb gave it a 6.6, starring Martin Donovan as Cliff Addison. Julia Anderson is Abby Addison. And Robin Sidney played Trish. And this, remember, I mentioned this the other day in the car, that this was uh, the girl who played Catherine Wallace in The Lost, who was such a stellar actress Oh, back that's then. right. Anyway, uh, original air date, January 5th, 2007. <laughs> I just looked past the synopsis and down into my notes, and all it says is, wife had enormous bees. <laughs> And I didn't see that coming before that scene.
1: I didn't realize that they were that big.
0: No. well, I don't know what it was. It must be like pump up or when they hit air, they expand or something. Uh, When a grisly car accident put his wife into a coma, a man reluctantly pulls the plug only to realize her spirit has turned vengeful against the living. Well, again, that's really light. Why don't you give us a a more in-depth synopsis
1: so you have this guy that uh you can tell when they're first driving this guy this this married couple they have problems i mean they've got some marital problems going on they're just not cordial to each other well an accident they get in a car accident it changes everything so she ends up being seriously injured burned over most of her body and uh you know he saw her go up in flames well pretty soon you find out that that while she is in the hospital She's in and out of death. He doesn't... The husband really doesn't know this, but as he's in and out of death, or she's in and out of death, her spirit is able to go haunt him and and terrorize him. And so...
0: He, well, and also the other people who've done her wrong.
1: Well, and that ends up happening, too. Yeah. So, yeah. It ends up... Yeah. She's able... Her spirit is able to freely roam as she dies and then comes back to life. Uh-huh. Well... Martin realizes this. This Is his name Martin? His Martin in real life, I guess. Anyways, his character realizes this, and so he figures out that while he was going to pull the plug, just because he thought it was better for her, Uh and he generally had good intentions there, I think.
0: Uh Well, well, and there, yeah, you think think think. that's That's what you're led to believe. Good
1: intentions, but anyways, he figures out that he needs to keep her alive, or else she's going to make his life hell. Yeah,
0: because once she dies, he's haunting. She's she's going to
1: haunt him. him, and it is some disturbing. I mean. He even makes one comment that he was sunburned on his penis. He even <laughs> said that. That shit happened, people. That shit happened in this movie. You don't joke around sunburned on your wiener. <laughs> no, you do not. Anyways. <laughs> right. um, so so it's just kind of the story about how this goes, what's going to happen. Is she going to die? Is he going to be able to save her? He ends up having a psychotic breakdown at the end of the movie. Right. And then they go back and look at some of the twists that kind of happen along the way. So, I mean, overall, it was, it was a pretty decent episode with the way the pacing, again, was, was pretty decent. It's, you know, jilted lover revenge. Have we seen that? Yeah, we've seen it, but it's done pretty well. Well,
0: and the thing is, too, is like I was saying, the other two were pretty dark. But this one was just more of an hour-long drama-type well obviously you know the storyline was uh, was uh could have basically been on like a law and order like i said i mean cuz there were there were there was a murder so you know there there was uh you know things that are going on that could that pointed to different people but you know some were red herrings some you know didn't really mean anything but uh, we didn't even know the whole story till close to the end but uh yeah. i mean as far as the things that they're not going to show on uh, uh law and order i mean there there was some <laughs> There were some, it was grisly. There were some grisly deaths. There were some, you know, and seeing her all burned up. Oh, when they, they like, when, she, when he walked into the burn ward and they have her like strapped to a bed, and they were washing her, yeah. and, and she just looked like Julia from Hellraiser. You know, too. I was
1: going to say that. I, I've been wondering why the hell we haven't seen Skinless Julia. There she was. <laughs> yes,
0: and it, it was it was I was yeah. I, I was just cringing with pain. Yeah. You know, there. I mean, some insurance, mo- not insurance, but uh, lawsuit money comes into into play. The mother is, you know wanting to keep her alive. Her mother, yeah. Oh, yeah, her mother's trying to keep her alive. He's trying to pull the plug because that's what Julia would have wanted. He, You know, according to him. It's not Julia, though. What's her name? Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
2: Her
0: her name is uh, Julie. It is? Oh. No, it's Julia. No way. Her her name is Julia Anderson. Wow. But she played Abby Addison. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. It was Abby. I knew it wasn't. But uh, anyway. I'm so smart. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean and then and then all of a sudden you have the fact that uh he had a thing on the side he was a dentist a dental assistant stuff like that which by the way I mean I'm not saying dental assistants are usually worthless but uh this one gets used in a very I mean very well manner reminds me of the native americans who used every part Jeez. of every... <laughs> I apologize so that's true. sorry that's funny. but uh but yeah you'll you'll have to see it to, uh, to understand that was that was cool I don't know. I, I liked this one. It was lighter. It wasn't. It wasn't as uh, as deep and dark. And uh, you know, it was just kind of a fun thing to watch. Plus, did I mention life had huge
1: bees? Jeez, man. Yeah, they were. They were of uh, melon proportion.
0: Oh my gosh. I don't know. I give this one a. Uh, I'll give it a. I'll give it a red box.
1: And I give it a red box as well.
0: This is this is just a sit down fun watch. It you know th- this isn't going to make you feel anything. It's not going to intrigue you um you know past you know the hour long it's there but it's good you know right. it was entertaining definitely
1: yeah well, i thought it was good the uh mammary count on this one was 28 So one oh. more one more than uh jennifer than jennifer
0: and at least the whole time there's only one part where i wanted to hide some of the some of the woman's body yeah with the, Oh, cheese
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, okay so i learned a couple things from this if your wife starts on fire throw your hands up and cry Pretty much the appropriate reaction. Well, what else can you do? Right, I mean, she, really. she's on fire. What, yeah. what are you going to do? Like your hands up and cry. Like
0: I mean, it's 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 pretty risky to get in there and help.
1: Gas from the dentist can lead to other things, so always have a third person in with you as you're getting a filling. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, a sunburned penis is worth it.
0: <laughs> so I'm bad. gonna I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your advice on that one.
1: And then I've got uh, Martin Donovan was in. Insomnia with Robin Williams, who's in Bicentennial Man with M. Beth Davids, who's in Army of Darkness. Nice. He's
0: starting to utilize. I, I, could,
1: I thought, why can't I just go to that movie? And there's a ton of people in that movie. Oh, yeah. So. Oh,
0: in Army of Darkness? Oh, yeah. Like, a ton of people that are just have, like, masked cameos. That you, yeah. You don't even realize they're in it. Like, Bill Moseley, I think he's badass.
1: He's but actually he's the Deadite captain. Oh, no, no, you're right, you're right. You're right. He's the
0: Deadite captain.
1: But then, like, Patricia Tallman. She's the witch down in the in the hole. I
0: don't who's that who is that though? Patricia Thomas she was in I recognized was with name. Bill
1: Mosley in uh, uh Night of the Living Dead, the remake with oh, uh, What's okay. His She's the main redhead.
0: Oh really? So okay. she was
1: the she was the witch down in the pit or something. Oh. Yo, she bitch. The she bitch, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's sweet action. Awesome.
0: Cool. You got anything else for us?
10: No, not on this one. Problem me. of the douchebag podcasting network. Podcasting, what the fuck is that bullshit?
0: Finally, one of the weirdest ass things I've ever witnessed in my life imprint.
12: There is a place
3: at the edge of perception where pain is everywhere and fear is the air. delivers you to a living hell familiar voices in your head whisper that death is the only escape
0: episode or season one episode 13 directed by takashi Miki Written by Daisuke Tengen. Uh, See, all that Asian stuff last time really helped me out.
1: You sound good doing that.
0: Shut up. IMDB gave it a 7.1. It was starring Yuki Kudo as the woman. Michi Ito as Komomo. Oh, damn it. Toshi Nagishi as Madam of the House. And Billy the Dumbass Drago as Christopher. What else is that guy in? He he was in, uh, I think he was in uh, the remake... Or the sequel to the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. I think he was in the oh, second. That's one. I don't. Right. He wasn't in the first one, was he? Maybe no, he was. I, th- I think I don't that's remember. where I saw him. Well, he's been in a lot of stuff here and there. But after this movie, he's a dumbass to me. He, he was in his.
1: Briscoe County, Jr. with Bruce Campbell. That's my <laughs> six
0: degrees. <laughs> he he kind of looks like a dude from the yeah, old he West. He does. does. <laughs> uh, let's see the original. She did. <laughs> Damn it oh. to hell. You know, it was hard to watch those because he was being so dramatic. I'm just oh. like, oh, my gosh. yeah, Unbelievable. Original air date, February 26, 2006. Uh, I, again, I skipped past my notes. Or the synopsis looked at my notes. First note, Billy Drago acted like an idiot. <laughs> Let's go back to the synopsis. In 19th century, in Japan, an, the American journalist Christopher is traveling through the country searching Komomo. Searching for Komomo, I assume, is what yeah, that's supposed so, Yes, I'm sure that's what it is. Uh, the missing love of his life that he had abandoned years ago, promising to come back for her later. He arrives in a shadowy island inhabited by horrors and craftings, uh, where he has an encounter with a deformed prostitute that tells that his beloved Komomo had passed away. He drinks sake with her, and later he asks the woman to tell uh, the story of her life. The prostitute discloses a dark and cruel story about her life and the sad fate of komomo first of all the main lady in this had a screwed up face I'm wondering why we we could have called this uh episode the ladies with screwed up faces episode almost
1: yeah no kidding <laughs> weird that's true not
0: quite as disturbing as uh jennifer's Just three of them a- you know i'll tell you what though what? What, who's the other one
1: the burn chick. Oh, oh right right The Burn. so the f- what was the fourth movie we did that didn't have one you don't even remember i'm a dumbass <laughs>
0: I don't... Let's see, we did...
1: <laughs> let's see, we did Jennifer, we did... Jennifer, cigarette burns. Oh, cigarette burns. Well, she was dead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyways.
0: I was going to say, the difference between this girl and Jennifer is Jennifer was all slobbery with, like, blisters on her tongue and just all sorts of girl stuff. This one, yeah, She was just happy. <laughs> she was just like the Joker was happy. I think the Joker was her dad. At least, well, and, at least maybe her half-parent. And you know what I was thankful for?
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> I was thankful that for us that are Asian recognition challenge, they made the character have blue hair. Because yes. then I could recognize her and not have to worry that she looked the same as everybody else. Because now that I know that other people feel the same dude. way as me, I'm not ashamed to admit it, that I'm Asian the, recognition the, challenge.
0: The rest of them had red hair. <laughs> so those were, I guess those were tough. a dime a dozen.
1: Yeah, that was tough to see.
0: Oh my gosh! So, what did you think of this one?
1: This one was horrific. And after I found out that that this is one that they did not show that it was shelved, um, I can understand why. This there were dark, dark topics in this. There was there was there was incest. There was spousal abuse. There were abortions. Graphic, graphic like, like abortions. Like disposing baby bodies. Like you see, you see the disposed fetuses being dumped in the river and floating yeah. down the river with the umbilical cord still attached. I mean, it's it is very graphic, and the topics are very dark. Absolutely torture. I mean,
0: oh yeah. I was going to say this was kind of a. It, th- here's here's the problem I had with this show. First of all, it was it was almost like Miquel said. Okay, I got an hour to to disturb the shit out of you. And I'm going to do my best. So, yeah, he did it. He did he he showed a tie up torture of uh, you know, one of the, the prostitutes and they stuck like like big hair pins, pins or hair something, their their needles. Yeah, in every single one of her uh, fingers and I don't underneath I, her fingernails uh, and, and was it in her toes? I don't, yep, and her sat- toes
1: and her fingernails they then, tied tied behind in, her, in back. her gums. Yep, and in in, like
0: made her mouth open. It was it was just disturbing and yeah. that was so painful.
1: And then she peed on herself while she was upside down. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was horrific.
0: And then and then you have the the incest angle, which I'm yeah. starting to wonder a little bit about these Asians and the, their incest. I'm not saying anything, yeah, because yeah. we didn't give anything away in any of those movies. Yes. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, you're right. They're,
0: they seem to be a little bit uh, too forthcoming with that. But man. maybe some of them have the same problem that I do, and you don't realize it at your
1: brother or sister.
0: <laughs> what does that even mean?
1: I don't, I, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know either. I don't, I, I don't even want to know. I forgot that I even said that, so no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, good. Good, we're good. <laughs> anyway, so, but then, but then you also had, okay, well, let's see. What's one of the most disturbing things we could do? Um. Yeah, abortions and baby fetuses and, uh, you know, f- discarding them in just horrific ways. Yeah. And it was bad. Yeah. It, it was really bad. But all in all, the story to me, well, first of all, the, she tells the story one way, and then you're thinking, oh, that's screwed up. But then, and then, and then Billy Drago's like, oh, why are you lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I want to sh- slap Billy Drago then he tells it then she tells another story that enhances the first story which gets a little bit more mm-hmm. disturbing and then so on and so on and so on until at the end you're just like you know they they follow up this uh all this disturbing stuff with the weirdest funniest piece of shit ever this little I'm I'm not going to give it away yeah, yeah. but let's just say that um I'm I think that uh, the real star of this movie has actually has actually starred in the Muppet show before and uh <laughs> And for those who've seen it and who remember what's at, It's just like all this stuff, and all of a sudden, what? I'm up at the you brushes his teeth very long. Well. Yeah, you've got to be kidding me. This is after all of that. This is what it is.
1: Well, and for people that have not seen this movie, let me let me help you out because if you were to have memoirs of a, of a geisha, have a threesome <laughs> with Basket Case and Vantage Point, you would get this movie. Okay. This would be the love child of all three of those movies. If they if they had a three, that,
0: you know what? That's so funny because uh, I've never seen Vantage Point, mm-hmm. but uh, the Frank Henenlotter thing with the with yeah, I see that. I see yeah. Frank Lauder doing that.
1: Well, I watch Vantage Point, and it's just it's it's exactly right. you watch, and it says the story from one point of view, and then the next one gives you more clues, but you just watch the same same scene over really? and over and throughout the whole movie.
0: I've seen that. It's don't waste your time. Okay, good. But uh, anyway, I don't know. And, and, I think the first time I watched this, I was a little more caught up in how disturbing it was. To really recognize how uh, flat it fell at the end, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Yep. But uh, but this time I'd seen it and plus. I'd seen a lot more uh, movies that uh, had these kind of topics. Well, not these kind of exact topics, but a lot of Asian, you know, torture like entrails of a beautiful woman type mm. type. T- <laughs> it's like what the freak. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so it wasn't quite as disturbing. So I wasn't like. <laughs> My brain wasn't fogged up to realize that me, K, dropped a freaking midget Muppet onto us and <laughs> thought that that would be a good ending to it. <laughs> I I don't know. I hate bagging on it so much. I just – I don't – it was okay. I But I still would give this a, an AMC even you – know, Yeah, see, I
1: give this a red box. I, I do just because – the journey along the way is so horrifying. Yeah, it's, and, and I, it's one of those movies I'm watching with my mouth open just because I'm like, are you shitting me?
0: That and because you love uh, Kristen Stewart. Oh, shit,
1: Damn it. I set myself up for that. <laughs> Gosh, dang it.
0: The memory count on this was 11. None of which were that good. No. I mean, none of them were meant in that way to, to try to be titillating. I don't know. Oh, whoa, whoa. No. I just... <laughs> whoa, sorry. The word is titillating <laughs> in and okay. of itself. so do so. we have nine-year-olds listening? Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> By the way, we need to, we need to get a slip from your mom. Yeah, send that I, in, please. I feel guilty.
1: Yeah, like we need permission to comment on what was going on. I'm there. just teasing. I, uh... So I learned one thing from this movie. Let's hear it. Having a twin can be handy.
0: <laughs> I, I think with all the subtle hints that we've dropped. <laughs> yeah, we uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, I'm not going to say any more. Subtle and those hints. twins,
1: they could be on American Idol. That shit when they're by the river singing. <laughs> That that was oh, yeah. beautiful music. I want that is probably one of the most disturbing things that I've heard. Oh, yeah. was, I don't know that that the pitches that were that was just bad. Anyways. You know, that, was
0: great. that was funny. You know, the thing is, is AMC, but it's almost like you have to see it. It's just to say, like, yeah. What I mean, the as fush. soon as you
1: say, oh, Showtime couldn't show it because it was so disturbing, yeah. and Mick Garris says that's the worst, the most disturbing movie he's ever seen. Eh, Mick Garris is kind to. of a pussy. Yeah, I guess I,
0: I I can't remember exactly what he's done, but I remember think, I think he did like the stand. Like a made for TV. Oh, brother.
1: Well, then, of course, this is the scariest thing you've ever seen. The stand was...
0: <laughs> Well, the stand, the book, the book, the stand was awesome. The miniseries, me. Yeah, I watched that.
1: i wasted six hours on that. You should read the book. Really? It was good. Okay.
0: At least I remember. I haven't read it since high school. Was it Flag?
1: Was the guy that played Flag? Wasn't that Eddie Vedder?
0: He looked like Eddie Vedder. Yeah, he looked like su- an old Eddie Vedder. I'm
1: pretty sure that's who that was. <laughs> anyway, Six Degrees, I already said. Billy Drago was in Briscoe County Junior with our buddy, Bruce Campbell.
0: Wow, one. Yeah. I can just see him in uh, Briscoe County, Jr. Please, yeah. Sheriff, don't shoot. Damn you. you for not feeding my horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is the Masters of Horror. Do we know what we're doing next week?
1: Nah. No.
0: Yeah, next show. I don't know. Do you want to take a couple let's, days let's, figure it out? Well, and then, or do you want to figure something it. out let's right now? Let's talk about it for a minute. All right, we'll pause. All right, we put our heads together, and all we could come up with was he's not that bad.
1: No, he's good. Come on, man. Tales from
0: the Crypt. We're going to do 3 of the Tales from the Crypt movies and we might talk about uh some of the uh the actual se- the episodes of the season will well, because I, I just, haven't seen uh, any of them. Oh, really? No. Well, you should you should borrow them if you'd ever bring my Buffy season back, you dick. I thought about that
1: on the way here. I need i I need to get those.
0: But I got all 7 seasons of uh Tales from the Crypt and there are a lot of good ones. Maybe maybe we'll do a, maybe we'll just do a couple of movies mm-hmm. and then uh some of these episodes yeah. you know, Let's do I that like it. Let's, do, like let's, it. let's. Yeah okay cool yeah. I'll just choose some That I've okay. already seen Because I've seen them most And some of the good ones Tales from the, Tales from the Crypt Extravaganza Yeah Let's do that awesome Okay let's see So is there anything else For this episode
1: Man I think we Did a lot for this episode
0: <gasps> Yes I think that uh, People are definitely Tired of listening to us <laughs> So we'll put in A death scene right here <laughs> and as usual, we will go over some business. By the way, I, I want to make a, a, a special thank you to everybody who went out and voted for us on Podcast Alley. We did really well this month. Encourage you to do that. The new month's coming up. I don't know. Do, do I feel weird asking people to vote for us? Because it's, no. Because, it really doesn't
1: mean anything. Well, but now that I understand how it all works, I'm going to ask people to recommend us on Podcast Alley. <laughs> <laughs> Send a link to somebody. Yeah, okay. Because uh, that, uh, that actually that helps us out a little bit, too.
0: Anyways, we appreciate it. We made it pretty high this month. I think we made it up to 7th se- in our thing in like, uh, 20, So we're actually, yesterday
1: when I checked, we're number six. Oh, really? Cool. TV and film.
0: Oh, awesome. And then, uh, let's see. So, and also, so we really do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And by the time this comes out, it'll probably be the new month anyway. So go out and vote for us again, if you would. I feel like a little bitch asking for it, but it you know, makes us feel nice. Absolutely. Again. Uh, and also thanks for those who voted for us and, uh, Gave us reviews on iTunes, or gave you can actually give a recommendation or give a give a uh, review now. Did you know that? No, that's oh, new. I think. Anyways, uh, go visit cadaverlab.com. dot com. I'm constantly trying to upgrade the site. In fact, uh, I just put up the ability to comment on stories on the front page. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I'm still working on it because we we need to get that on the archive pages, things like that. And also, I want to show how many comments are or have already been made about a certain story. But yeah, I mean, it's it, slowly but surely. When I get some time, we'll. We'll uh, yeah, uh, do stuff on the site to make it a little bit better. And also go visit the forums. Uh, those forums are fun. Yeah. So go up there. And by the way, if you have a Gmail account that you want to sign up with, give me a, give me shoot me an email at mike at com, and I'll put an exception in there for yours. Just too many spammers are, are, are using Gmail accounts, and it's screwing it up. Uh, anyways, uh, and if if, if yeah.
1: anyone has ideas for t-shirts, just just let us know. I yeah. mean, if you if you do that type of thing cuz me and Mike do not. Oh my gosh. If, if you have a talent like that, we I mean, reach out to us cuz we'd love to hear Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. And we would give you all the credit in the world.
0: Uh, yeah. That's that's hard stuff. And I I tell you what, I mean, I've I've tried to uh to try to branch out a little bit and get and do some really good stuff, but it it's hard and it's painstaking. And uh, we would really appreciate the help. But if your stuff sucks, don't, don't contact <laughs> us. <laughs> that's why I'm not submitting one. I'll tell you that right now. Listen, it wouldn't
1: sell if we could, if I could put stick figures on there with big boobs. It's just not gonna. You know, that's regular. You only wouldn't to buy stitch.
0: that. No, oh, you're no, an elitist asshole. <laughs> just use them. Anyways, email us. Uh, you can email Mike at dot Com or Sam at dot Com. And as usual, we love voicemails. Send them in at two. Give us a call at 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. Is there anything else you got? Love you guys. Uh, (laughs) Am I included in that? Oh, yeah. I feel so good now. All right, so for the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later.